Welcome, everyone, to episode 114 of the RF Generation Collector Cast. We got the whole crew back for one episode. <laughs> and we might have a little break in the uh, in our record, in our streak uh, next time. But we're all here, and that's what uh, matters right now. And you know what else matters is all of those awesome patrons. Um, thank you for supporting us, supporting the show. Appreciate it very much. Uh, we have uh, some uh, audio equipment that uh, is waiting to be purchased once we kind of straighten our our plans out. So we very much appreciate uh, the support from uh, all of the patrons. And some of that audio equipment may or may not be going north of the border to our buddy Kelsey. How's it going up there, bud? It's going to go better when I get some new headphones soon. <laughs> can can hear those dulcet tones of uh from indianapolis and yeah. from uh out out east <laughs> yeah um so have you been what have you been doing up there um i have mostly i've started playing a few things again which is nice uh, i played through live alive and finished that recently and it was delightful it was so different and surprising and interesting and i still can't quite believe like it came out in like mid 90s like it feels like a much more modern experiment with the jrpg um there there were chapters that had no combat at all there were chapters that were like if street fighter was a jrpg there were stealth moments to it um some of them were longer than others like they really just played around with it and had some fun and then tied it all together kind of in a surprisingly interesting way at the end. Um, and there's like a, so I got like the, the good quote ending. Uh, but apparently if you choose one character, you can, you can go quite dark with the ending too. So I might try that too. And, and cause you get to save after each chapter. So I've got a save point right where I would need to kick that up. So I might spend a few hours and see how the, the bad ending is or the evil ending. <laughs> Uh, but it was cool. I'm really glad I got that one. Um, my son and I started God of War Ragnarok last weekend. We're not super far into it because we won't play without the other one there. Um, and, you know, he's a busy guy. now. he's got his own life. So, you know, we get a couple hours in here and there. Um, but we, we've rescued Tyr. And we've gone, to, we've gone to Elfheim. I'm not, I'm not that far yet. That's exciting. Oh, really? Because you started yeah, way well, before I, me, we're not that far. Yeah, but yeah, but I'll be honest. Like I, like I remember that first time when I started it, mm-hmm. and then I was tired, and I was like, I don't remember this. I got to start it again. Yeah. So like I, 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 that first two hours was gone. So then I did it again, and then I got through kind of like the whole like intro. You see Odin, you meet Thor, and spoiler alert, and all that stuff. And then like the game kind of starts yeah. proper, and it was just been hard for me to find time to you know to get down and fire it up and then when i and then when i did which is just really fairly recently uh there's like that whole area where you're like on your way to find tier like the Mm -hmm. um is it is it spartalfime yes spartalfime spartalfime yeah and um it's cool. Uh, I remember when I said that it wasn't like I was like, man, like it's not like a great looking game. The beginning isn't, in my opinion, great looking. When you get to Svartalfheim, like it looks unbelievable. So the the visuals popped up for me. But yeah, I'm re- I got to the I forget the guy's name, but like the safety office where oh, he yeah. like you know he like secretly like Dur- actually Durlin like, something like that. Durlin, yeah. yeah, he secretly like writes down the clue and like he tells you it's a ticket. Spoiler alert. 
Um, so yeah, I'm. It's even though I started before you, I've. It's been hard for me to find time. So that's we're, as far as I'm at. We're maybe two hours past you. Like we're oh, not. Cool. We're not very far. And uh, my son's really into Smash Brothers again. So I have a feeling mm. I might not get to play with him again for a few days until he he's got that out of his system. You might tell him yeah. to uh, spoilers in a minute. You might want to tell him to start boning up on some Street Fighter. One million dollar grand prize next year. <laughs> I know, right? That new Zangief's looking pretty thick. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. You know, like tell the kid, hey, million bucks. Nothing well, to shake a stick at. Yeah, Nintendo's not offering any prize support. You better, <laughs> you better move over here. Um, I picked up Octopath Traveler two on right. launch day. I haven't started it yet. I think tomorrow I'm going to try and find an hour or two to to at least pick my starting character and get it going i i'm really excited to hear what you think because i've i've heard conflicting things i've seen a couple of headlines that were like oh it's okay and then i've seen some tweets from some people who i i you know follow and they're like it's not only great it's like one of my favorite like games that i've played in a long time so i'm really curious to see how you feel about it so the the critiques that i've seen are like oh it's too much like the first one i'm like I love that about the first one. Yep. So if that's the worst thing, like I, I'm going to yeah. enjoy myself. The, the headline I saw, I think Polygon, because that's one of the only sites I really go to anymore, was um, that it's eight good stories looking for a great one. And that's just the head. And I don't, I don't click clickbaity headlines. So mm-hmm. I just left that there to simmer. And then I went my merry way. But then like the substance tweets that I'm seeing from people are like, oh, and, and, and these aren't just like hyperbolic stuff from randos. These are like, you know, <laughs> people who you know they're hyperbolic uh, stuff from people you trust exactly (laughs) couldn't have said it better (laughs) i i can't remember did i remember you and and your son uh played all of the first one like as much as you could and i remember uh talking to you about uh the soundtrack and i showed uh my oldest um the the art style and I don't know if I told you, like, uh, I asked him, like, would you want to play it? And he's like, well, can I play it on the Switch? I'm like, well, we have it on Game Pass, so, like, we, we have it there already. If right. you want it on Switch, we'd have to, like, buy it there. And he's like, oh, I'd rather, like, you know, take it with me because he's doing some tra- – he's going to Florida uh, next week uh, with my wife to visit uh, uh, our, uh, his grandparents down there, my in-laws. But, yeah, it's just one of those things, like, Chris always talks about, like, Portability means zero to me. And, like, for the most part, me too, even though the Steam Deck is cool, but, like, for the kids, they're like, I want to walk to my room and play it. So as soon as I can, like, convince him to either give it a try on the TV or buy him a Switch copy, I, he's going to be playing it. I played maybe 30 minutes of Live Alive on the dock, and the rest of it I played mm. handheld. Like, I will mm. probably do something similar with Octopath. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see how you feel about it. I know how much you were... Love the first one. Looking forward to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, like after that Sony State of Play we just had, my other game I was really hoping to get this year, the Suicide Squad game, looks like maybe it's not made for me anymore. So I was like, you know what? I was going to wait a little bit to get a deal in Octopath 2, but if this is the only new game that I want this year, I'm just going to grab it right away. I'm not going to wait. Good for you, man. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm um, sorry about the, the yeah everything reading ugh. about you like oh god I'm yeah that's oh that's terrible ugh. I like it's not even it's so bad that I don't even like want to wait for a deal and like try it I just I just might yeah. skip it completely and like those Rock City Batman games are among my favorite games of all time it's so 
sad for me. Yeah, as soon as you read yeah, I didn't, requires I, an internet connection at all times, you're like, nah. And yeah, I didn't. Yeah. And like one of the cool things about those games was the combat, and they switched it to just everybody. There's a little shooty shoot now. Even King yeah. Shark just runs around with guns, and you're like, what, really? So I didn't see it live, and the first reaction that I saw from someone, either TikTok or Twitter, I can't remember, was like, this is what I was looking forward to, and it just looks like everybody has a gun, and it's just like shooting. And I'm like, well, it can't, it can't be. Maybe he's, maybe they just showed where everyone has a gun, and then like I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah. No, they, they went over, like, here's the six weapon types you can have, and this showed six different guns, and this is mm-hmm. how you, like, spec your gear, and, like, here's the season pass, and I'm like, oh my How's god. How does that even Every, make any sense? Everything you have, like, boomerang. So awful. You have, yeah, boomerang. boomerang. You know, his iconic weapon, the submachine gun that he always <laughs> uses. Yeah, and, and King Shark, who, like, is a big dumb lunk that chews on people and things. Yeah. I mean, and Harley's known for like bats and hammers, like Deadshot. Sure, that makes total sense. He's a master sense. of weapons. Like, have him do mm. all the guns you want to do. But the other three, I thought would be a little bit different. But they all seem very similar. Who who sits around and goes like, like seriously, like Captain Boomerang? Boomerang? Like that's in the name of the character. Guns, mm. Just nothing but guns. Yeah. <laughs> it just. Somebody doesn't get it. Uh, do you wonder? I, I have to wonder. I mean, obviously, this has been in production for a while, so it is what it is. Do you think with James Gunn coming in in the, in the movie thing that he'll have any influence in that realm too? Uh, he sounds like he's like trying to tie the games that are coming out from since he started. So not this one because it's too far along. Uh, into the same universe. Like he even wants the same. Like if they have an actor in the movie, they're voicing the character in the game. Like that'd be awesome. It, it would be interesting because we've never really tied the game world into the comics and the movies and TV. Like he's trying to unite all of those, which I hope it works. Like that sounds like a neat idea. Well, I mean, he's definitely great with stories, so mm-hmm. that can't hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know what experience he has with the game realm though. So we'll see if he can make that function as smoothly as he wants it to. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what else have I done? Uh, well, I went to a buddy's house the other day and we watched one of the old uh, Lupin uh, animes. Um, man, those are weird, weird shows. <laughs> Which one did you watch? Uh, the one with Momu, who like is eternal because he keeps cloning himself, and then he's like a giant brain at the end. He's gonna like wipe I don't out think humanity. I've seen that one. Oh, it was, it kept getting weirder. Like it just felt like maybe he was like a Dracula kind of thing at the start. And then he just kept escalating and escalating. And then like they, they dubbed it in the early two thousands. So even though the show is like, like late seventies, I think maybe early eighties, uh, the president of the United States who he was constantly trying to blackmail was voiced by someone doing a George Bush impression. And it was really funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting, um, but after we finished that, we played on the ball on the Super Nintendo, which is pretty fun. Like not it's a, a choice. great, <laughs> not a great like pass the controller two player game. But I could see myself sinking some time into on the ball. Kind of okay. scratches that like Marble Madness kind of itch. Okay, I can't say that I 
am familiar with this it, game. It's you're a ball, and your okay. only controls are to rotate this maze around left and right. And so mm-hmm. the ball just falls, and you just move the maze to try and navigate through it. And then so, so the further you get, there'll be like blocks you have to hit hard enough to break through, or there'll be things that delete some of your time if you hit them, so you got to avoid them. And Bill, dead think ends about and, um, Sonic the Hedgehog one, like the bonus levels. Yeah. Okay. They're just like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Except for you can't like jump off the walls and stuff like Sonic. You're just a ball. Mm. It's a not one I would have expected you to just yeah let's play that one <laughs> I wasn't either he was like have you played it and I'm like no I haven't he's like you should try it alright right, we ended up putting like 45 minutes an hour into it and kind of enjoyed it I remember playing it a little bit way back in the day uh, yeah. not bad not bad if you're looking for something different weird to play on your Super Nintendo I, I mean, sometimes um, I don't know what the word for it is, but like when you have too many choices and then you can't, you don't pick something. A lot of people experience this with like when browsing a streaming service or something. But it's like that with the Steam Deck when I'm like, okay, I've got like eight minutes, you know, it and is I'm sitting the someplace. perfect eight minute game, Bill. <laughs> that's that's what it says on the poster. Yeah. No, there's <laughs> the like a off. timer. Like you have like eight to ten oh, really? minutes to like beat the six stages or whatever's there. So yeah. But yeah. So so often like I'll fire it up and it's like I have you know most every system and you know most of the games are on there and it's like too much choice and I'm like uh, I can't handle it contra you know or just like something <laughs> yeah. that I know or something Contribute. like that. But yeah, that's I'll, I'll throw that on the. Uh, on the to try list next time yeah. I got one of those eight to 10 minute waits. You'll know immediately if you're into it or not. Cool. Within eight minutes. <laughs> um, I think the only other thing I've done of note, uh, I haven't watched a whole lot, uh, but I did get to go see the new Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It seems like Good. not a lot of other people are, or they're just not talking about it. Like, I know people talk about like MCU fatigue and the qualities dropping and all that stuff. I'm still all in. I had a really good time. I took the whole family. Uh, my daughter had a good time too. My son and I have been quoting it to each other through the rest of the week. I I was hoping that was the case because yeah, I'd only really seen, you know, like the negativity and the, um, the, what do you call it? Like the rotten tomato score. Um, and people saying that, oh, well, you know, like majors was really good, but like the rest of it's kind of struggling for a plot. But like, I, I was really hoping it was like what you said, like the negativity always gets kind of like talked about more. I feel like, especially mm-hmm. like in the, in this phase, um, uh, or like you said, the Marvel fatigue happening, but it's, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Like it's not a game changer of a movie. Like it's safe as far as like an mcu stuff goes but uh, it's setting up some things and it's quite funny there's a lot of action a lot of sci-fi uh michelle pfeiffer was awesome in it um yeah and and his daughter cassie who finally has like a bigger role uh was really good and yeah majors was phenomenal really good yeah 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 awesome glad you liked it thanks we have we we have we had it on the calendar and we we just we, we couldn't make it happen last Friday and then like our weekend was busy. So like then this weekend we had scout stuff. So um, yeah, like, and then next, like I said, next week, my oldest and my wife is, are going to uh, Florida, Florida. So it's probably looking like it's going to be March 
I think I told you guys before that the, my local theater is doing uh, Avatar for as the free like movie of the week or like for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So depending on the timing, we might end up seeing Avatar first. But like they're asking me, they're like, "When are we gonna go see Quantum Mania?" So Sweet. they're still in, they're they're excited. I, I hope they enjoy Modak as much as I did. I, I, they definitely don't know who it is. I so I don't so think I'm you curious. need to know who he is to yeah. enjoy him in this movie. Oh no, so, yeah. most people in that movie so, don't just, know who yeah. Modok is. <laughs> right, but 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 there's but there's some like and, and I I totally agree and I think they'll have a good time if it's a good character. But like we just started, oh, it's we'll get not a good a character. Oh, it's not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if uh, like we just started Far From Home. And I thought I was going to have to explain to them who this was. And this character comes on the screen and my middle guy turns to me and says, Mysterio. And I was like, how did you know that? Because he's in cartoons or like a Lego figure. So I still don't know how he knows who it is, but he knew who that character was, which was awesome. That is awesome. Oh, that movie. I no one talks about that one as for Mm Spider-Man movies, but I love it. That, that scene in near the end, uh, or I guess it's like halfway when, Mysterio's got him like in the illusion. Like that's one of my favorite MCU scenes in any one of the movies. Like it's so cool. Yeah. We, we, we got about half. So we stopped there and we're like, all right, now's a good time. You get, they're kind of getting restless. Let's go to bed and watch in the morning. And, and Cameron turns to me and he's like, uh, why are people disappearing? And I'm like, just watch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. That's it for me. Nothing else too interesting going on. That's cool, and I know we have uh, uh, we're we're still waiting on the next uh, batch of news uh, for the uh, for the uh, the book. I know you've mm-hmm. been uh, trying to get your schedules together with your with your team, so we're definitely looking forward to hearing more of that when you have yeah, some more news for us. Hopefully, next show we do, maybe I'll have an update by then. Is my hope. If not that one, definitely the one after. Awesome. So we'll be looking forward to that. So moving on to uh, our buddy Chris. Chris, what do you got for us? Uh, Kelsey didn't mention anything about Star Trek. I don't know if that. Uh, I should. That I should is. apologize to everybody for <laughs> suggesting there was a fifth uh, Next Generation movie. Because <laughs> I, 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 I thought of, I thought there was a chance because Chris didn't correct well, him. I was like, man, if anyone would know. Trust me, in my head, I was going, God, I cannot think of. It. But earlier in that thing, I'd yeah. sworn that that uh, Black Panther was two movies. So I was just like, I'm just going right. to shut up. I, yeah, I'm just going to shut that up. That was funny. So, what happened was I have the Blu-ray set that's got all the Next Generation movies, and there's a fifth disc called Star Trek Evolutions, and I just assumed that was the next movie because it's mm. what the spine says and everything. So it, it turns out it's just a bunch of documentary stuff about the Next Generation and the movies and stuff. Uh, I just didn't realize that at the time. I was excited. <laughs> I had another movie to get to, but I didn't have one, so I was a little bummed about that. Mm. Uh-huh. So it's funny. Uh, the um, I've got several different editions of Blade Runner, um, and same thing. Like the the documentary piece always has like a name, you know, like like through the firewall or like something like that, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Were you going to say something, Chris? Oh, um, I was going to say, uh, you know, speaking of Star Trek and speaking of the next generation, um, the new series, a uh, new season of Picard started about a week ago so the first two episodes right i've watched them both they're really good they're really good <laughs> so man if you're not watching picard it's a kill series, but you like the next generation stuff you should watch them it's really, like this season's awesome because like 
all these next generation characters are coming back again. Like this last episode, I won't spoil anything, but like Worf shows up in this scene and he's just a badass. It's just, he's got his bat left <laughs> out and he's going to town and you're like, oh dang. Uh, does he know. still have that? Does he still have that Borg arm tied to his leg? <laughs> no, but but he's like he's he's not messing around in this scene. You're like, okay, I don't think I've ever seen him mess people up like this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's really good. So, so highly, he's, highly he's not going through puberty like insurrection again. No, <laughs> no, he's got white hair now. He, he's he's old oh. dwarf. Interesting. I guess I and I get honestly. I guess I didn't realize Michael Dorn was around because he's not a guy that I really see, you know, in uh, in you know current like TV or, or movies or anything. But yeah, that's uh, so my. I think I we might have talked about this three years ago when Picard season one hit. I watched the first few episodes and I don't know exactly when I stopped, but I was like, yeah, it just it just felt like one great big long story and it wasn't really going anywhere quick enough for me to stay interested and i was like listen i'm gonna stop and if someone tells me no you have to go back it gets really good and then i'll do that and like it just never happened so i wouldn't be opposed to going back and giving it a try season one is a slower burn i'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. to you on that one seasons two and three well three so far really good so you know i remember season one just near the end of it it was just like magic Magic is how we're doing this. And I was like, oh, this is dumb. This is getting really stupid. Somehow, Palpatine's returned. That's what it felt like. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Chris, would you say that it's worth watching like a season one recap to start two I or three? I think you'd be or fine do you think they if do you a good enough job? If you don't want to go and watch the whole season one, that's fine. You don't need to. You mm. could do a quick recap. Because are there a couple callbacks? Yeah, but... I mean, probably more to just who are these characters that are not original next generation characters, right? Because it starts out and it's its own thing. Like, Picard's really the only, pretty much the only returning character. But, like, here in season three, basically what they're saying, like, this is the last season of Picard. You know, he's not getting any younger, right? He's, Mm. He's not a young guy. So, like, this is the last season of Picard. We're bringing them all back. Like, they're all coming back. And so, yeah, this is going to be like, if you're a fan, this is going to be a season to watch. And it picks up really good, pretty fast. And um, it's funny that like some of these series show sides of Star Trek that I don't think ever got shown enough in some of these areas because we're getting some of the shadier side of things and some of this. Don't get me wrong. Star Trek would always kind of like, oh, maybe we have to get an away mission somewhere, and that'd be about it. But a lot of it was that Starfleet on a ship stuff, and and there's some different stuff going on here. So anyway, yeah, uh, I would. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the rest of the season here, and I'm gonna hope since this is the last season of Picard that maybe at least they'll do something else, right? Maybe we'll get a, a Riker show or, or something. I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. I always thought there needed to be a Riker show. But even in this one, like he's got to the age where he plays a retired captain. Like they're all like they're not young, right? So mm. I think that's the struggle. But there is a new character that's introduced pretty on pretty early on that seems kind of important. I don't want to spoil anything. Mm. Something like maybe this is where they'll go with things. I don't know. We'll okay. see. We'll see how it goes. 
Um, but like between this and Strange New Worlds, man, like Star Trek is hitting on all cylinders. They're doing a great job with stuff. And I'm totally fine with them keeping and doing this. And if they don't do movies again, if they can just put out this kind of content, I'm all about it. It's great. Yeah, because I was going to ask that because that when I was looking up Star Trek stuff after listening to the last episode, um, what is it? The, they call it Kelvin, uh, the Chris Kelvin Pine timeline. Uh, timeline. Yeah. And so they still list on the wiki page, you know, like for who knows, like TBD type thing. So I didn't know if it was actually like solid or not. They all had contracts to do stuff, but I think they all just it kind of like meh, fizzled out. And honestly, I, mm-hmm. I don't can't speak for anybody else. I don't care. They can all go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched them, and I have like no memories of. They're okay. Sticking out in those movies, yeah. I saw I saw the first one in the theater because it was like, oh, Star Trek's back. Let's see how it is. And like, there were some cool moments. Um, there was some really good action. Like, there was some. There was a lot of humor, like with Bones and and Kirk and everything. Like, I remember really liking it. But like you said, uh, Kel, I like since then have been like, oh, let me throw this back on. And I do remember some things from one and two, whatever the third one was called, like Into the Dark or in, Into Dark or yeah, no. Into Darkness. Maybe. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Some, some, <laughs> whatever the third one was called, I, like 40 minutes in, it was like Gandalf and Moria. I, was like, I have no memory of this place like at all. So I just turned it off as like, if I don't like it by like an hour in, I'm probably done. So I didn't know if you had any uh, insight into the uh, world of potential movies or no movies, but if they're doing good with shows, like who cares? I totally think. Yeah. And you know, when they have these series that cover, you know, when you get eight episodes or whatever, and they're an hour a piece and they're all good. That's better than a movie. You know what I mean? They have time mm-hmm. to really flesh things out. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm completely fine. Maybe, you know, if they want to do another movie, I could see maybe you could do take the strange new world cast. I just don't think they need it. I, I don't think mm-hmm. we live in that world anymore where for something to be a, a thing, it has to have a movie, right? Like mm-hmm. there's just been so many hit shows that stay hit shows. And oh, and, and, and that's the thing. I think I think there's and I'm I don't know the business side at all, but it's it's got to be like. The, if you have a hit show, it's like great. You might get some more subscribers, but that money gets shared like in like a great big pool with like all the other shows on that service or whatever. Whereas like, if you make your movie and you make the if, you know if your movie makes like nine hundred million dollars, it's like you made you know like it's I I don't know what the drive is if there if there's a feeling like you could get more profit on a movie based on a show. But then again, there's the argument of all these shows that are whether or not they're hits, but there's fans of these shows that people love they get canceled and it's like well like that's why i don't even like bothering with new shows i'm like even if it's good i'm like what if it gets canceled in two years then it just never happens again like that's the good thing about trek is that i don't have to worry about that too terribly much yeah it's not going anywhere no it's like a cash (laughs) cow it's like star wars right you're not really worried about disney dumping star wars it's not happening yeah there there might be there, there might be times where it's great and there might be times where it's light but it'll always be back. Sure, yeah, because it's like you know, it's a, it's a, it's a guarantee. So it's cool, and I like what they're producing right now. Um, so yeah. Anyway, it's uh, I would really recommend awesome. checking it out. Um, we should do a Trek sidecast. I mean, why not? There's enough content. <laughs> I, I've watched all the movies recently, and we can do whatever. If you guys yeah. want to watch some shows, so 
Yeah. Happy to do it. I, I can't remember if I told you when when you guys were all watching TNG, like whatever it was a year, two years ago. Um, I, like after you did that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch TNG. So I started TNG and I got like eight or nine episodes in, and there were some good ones in there, but there was a lot First of seasons. like weird stuff. First seasons, not <laughs> the greatest. And I guess I didn't remember you guys saying that because like probably up to like 10 or 12 episodes, I was like, yeah, like I don't really know. And then in the last episode, listening to you guys where you were like, yeah, they got, you know, a lot of stuff like. They figured a lot of stuff out in the first season, and then like second season was like, oh, it gets better like in a hurry. So now I'm thinking about, ooh, like where did I leave off? Like should I, you know, jump back in there? So just watch like, like the finale of season one, and then move on after that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like you were talking about Kelsey with like Deep Space Nine. You said like you didn't weren't really getting into it. I'm like yeah, it always takes those shows a while to kind of find their feet and establish the characters. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's when they can really start getting into some meat of the stories. Mm. Seems the way all of those go. Because, like, the first part is just so much of laying the premise and world building that and you don't get that you track have to piece where it's that. familiar with, like, 12 different characters, too, before you start caring about them. And that takes a while as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I, I think, um, like, the first season of Picard. I mean, you know Picard. But it's it. Like, we have this whole new cast, and you're getting to know them. And that's what I found the really interesting part is the cast from seasons one, some of them bleed into season two. But here in season three, they're pretty much all gone. It's like, we're just going back to these next generation folks. I mean, there are a few of them that are there, but for the most part, it's like, nah, this is, we're going out with a bang, give the fans what they love. So... Which is cool. Do they do they do they kill them off, or are they just to, like I'm, pretend they were never there? I I'm on season, I'm on episode two of season two. So uh, the only one we know That's is gone good. is Data. I mean, Data's obviously mm. the end of the movies, right? Data's Arrivederci. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have seen they they give out little, you know, teasers at the beginning of every season and stuff. And one of them is is Lore is coming back in this. Mm. Uh, in this season of Picard, so you know that's cool. That and thankfully it's not before because uh, I don't. Uh, I think Kelsey, I'm sure remembers before. <laughs> I do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, we haven't heard any more from before. Thankfully, <laughs> whatever happened to that guy? Uh, who knows? He's off somewhere whistling tunes to himself or something, but <laughs> singing show tunes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so besides that, um, I've wrapped up, I believe, my play of Tactics Ogre Reborn, which, like, man, I was thinking, like, man, it's like three or four months of playing that game. Yeah. Um, I still did not, I don't think, do every piece of content that's in there, which tells you how meaty it is, but I've explored all the story content. And so the only other things would be like challenge pieces and getting special weapons and that sort of stuff. And I'm like, I'm good. I, I got all the trophies. I've seen all the story content that's there. And uh, I really enjoyed my time with it. So, you know, I've said it before. You want a really deep tactics game? This is right up your alley. If you don't want that, don't bother. So I won't spend any more time on it other than say I really enjoyed my time with it. I really hope... Mm-hmm. Um, Square does a tactics, uh, a Final Fantasy tactics uh, redo uh, at some point in time. Just because Not some of the Ogre features... Battle 64 or 2? No, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Ogre Battle and Tactics Ogre are two different things. And Ogre Battle is 
not the same as tactics. So I'm good with where we're at. But Final Fantasy Tactics, I think, could use some of the features that Tactics Ogre Reborn had. I mean, like speeding up battles, having some auto stuff that you could do. You know, just the quality of life things that would make going back and playing Final Fantasy Tactics again much more enjoyable. So, Bill, did you say something? Yeah, I was going to say, so you mentioned playing it for several months. Does the game keep a track of uh, playtime? Do you have a, an estimate on how long you think you put into it? Oh, it does. Uh, I tried to avoid looking at it because it's in the days, you know, category. It's like mm. like 20-something days worth of playtime. Oh. So, um, and don't get me wrong, some of that is like auto-battling stuff. So you can just like, okay, mm. I can set this on auto-battle. I'm going to go do something else um, to get to where you want to go. But um, especially like towards the end, because it doesn't really have new game plus. It just allows you to kind of go warp back in time and make different choices so you can see the outcomes and maybe recruit other characters. But at that mm. point in time, your guys are so strong, like the battles are a joke. So you don't really like, I'm not going to play time. I'm just going to sit on auto. Yeah. It'll be done in a minute or two, and then I'm just going to get to the next story beat. Yeah. So, and it's fine. The game you knows just, that. You just- you just set your gambits and then you just kinda, put it on kinda. auto. I mean, it's not even that complicated. <laughs> it just has an AI feature, and it's got okay. some really basic AI functions that you can do. So, mm. like, I want this guy to be an attacker. I want this guy to be a defender. This one's a healer. You know that sort of stuff. And it just oh, so takes like care Ravager, of it. Commando. Yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> kinda, about. Right. So it's just like uh, your favorite Final Fantasy thirteen. No, because uh, you you just choose those things and uh, you know. So it sounds more like the Kingdom Hearts, like your side characters, like uh, Donald and Goofy, mm. sound like healer or like knight, and let them do their thing. I will tell you when you're playing the real game, like playing it, if you just try to let the AI do its job, you'll get killed and stuff. It'll be bad. Mm. The only time you really want to use AI are for, again, things like where you're. I'm grossly overpowered, right? Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way anything bad can happen to my guys. Mm-hmm. Because the computer's really, it'll do okay, but it's not really optimized. And it's not terribly good about it, the choices it makes. But again, if your guys yeah. are so overwhelming, then you're like, yeah. I don't care. So it's like whenever you would just be like holding, you know, attack down, yeah. you're like assigning that task that to That kind them. of thing, yeah. yeah. Um, but when you're playing like the regular game, no. If you're not tactical and smart about what you're doing, no, you'll get wiped. So you, you can't be dumb about it. Um, other playing though, I you know um, my youngest, we were um, spending some time, and I don't know. She's gotten into this thing where she'll like tell me like ask me for old old man stories. That's what she calls it. Which is just like me talking about my childhood or whatever, right? Aww, so we'll be like laying, sweet. laying down or something. She's like, oh, tell me some old man stories. And I'm half the time I'm thinking, like, I don't know what to talk Like, I, you know, like, what do you want me to say? I don't know. I was a kid. Yeah. So, yeah. Go listen to episode one of the Collector Cast. Leave me alone, kid. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes I'm like, okay, well, here we used to do this and go there. And, and anyway, so um, we had talked about some of the games I played as a kid. And, um, of course, she has no frame of reference for something. It's like, can you show me some? And I'm like, yeah, let's let's go over. I'll show you some. Because I'm not one of those parents. I don't force my kids to try to relive my childhood, right? Uh, if they ask questions, fine. If not, I'm just going to be over here doing my thing. 
But so I, I, you know, we fired up the NES TV. We popped in a bunch of NES games and some Famicom games. So I could like, this is Space Invaders. This is Donkey Kong. This is Pac-Man. This is, you know. And she played a bit of all of them. And some of them longer than others. You know, there were definitely some ones, you know, that she enjoyed a lot more than some of the other ones, which is understandable for a kid of that age, right? Like Space Invaders is... Not ridiculously entertaining to a modern child, but to have played it and played that one, I'll tell you more than Donkey Kong Jr. She didn't spend like any time with it. She didn't like Donkey Kong Jr. at all. But um, but we did that. We played some games, and I just was, I was still playing. I just kept popping in some games after she went to bed, and I just had a really good night. And it just man, like so all those games are just fun to play for even like I've popped in 10, 15 minutes, right? I don't need much time. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was done, I was like, man, that's just fun. I just really <laughs> feel like I had a good time doing that. I don't think I have to beat anything. I don't care if I do good or I do poorly. I'm just playing a few games for a few minutes and just entertaining myself. And there's a lot of great games, of course, on that system to do that. And uh, yeah, so anyway, it was a great time. Uh, with the on the Nintendo. Um, outside of that, watching things, I already talked about Star Trek, but I'm going to talk about two movies that I watched that were they were awesome. How come nobody told me about these things? So let me hear it. Cleopatra Jones and Cleopatra Jones and the Casino of Gold. Okay. <laughs> You're going to like, what the heck is he talking about? So, um, it's Black History Month. And so, as things do, like HBO Max, let's roll out all the, you know, films. And as a part of that, like, they have this huge black exploitation catalog that they rolled out as a part of Turner Classic Movies, which is on there. And, um,. I'm like, I've never seen these movies. I have no clue at all what I'm in for. But I see this one, and I'm like, you see the title, and I'm like, Cleopatra Jones and the Casino of Gold. Like, how could this not be awesome? (laughs) And so that's actually the sequel, but I watched the sequel first, and I'm like, I'm going to go back and watch the first one. Man, they are just so much fun. I mean, (laughs) these are movies where... Okay, you remember like that time when like kung fu movies were a thing and like karate was a thing? So yeah. this is in that. But it's also like oh say so like Cleopatra Jones, her character, she's like a special government US government agent. And her focus is to take down drug dealers, right? And like put an end to drug pushers and stuff. So um I'll just talk about them in order, not the order I watched them. So, like, Cleopatra Jones, the first one, that's it, right? Like, it starts out, she's, like, in Turkey. And and she's there to, like, see this um, poppy field get destroyed. Like, oh, like, all these millions of dollars worth of drugs we've prevented from going into kids' veins, right? Like, just awesome, <laughs> right? She's awesome. Like, these, like, there's no reason for this. There's like a huge poppy field. What if you just burn it or something, right? No, like jets come in or like shooting missiles at the poppies and then blowing them up. And you're just like, that's so awesome. And then like, uh, there's like this evil drug queen like back in LA and, and does some stuff like, okay, 
I don't want to blow too much, but like to draw Cleopatra Jones, because like instead of like destroying all the drugs over there, bring her back here and keep her busy so all the drugs don't get destroyed. <laughs> and so that she comes back and is fighting this like drug queen. I don't know, man. It's like and it's like karate <laughs> and like like guns. Like oh my gosh, like this one part, she just like comes out of this thing and like oh, like a guy's shooting at him. And she whips out an Uzi and just, like, spraying everything. And I don't know. Like, it understands, I think, a little bit. It's a little self-aware that it kind of gets its own joke to a degree. But it's not played off as, like, Naked Gun kind of silly, right? Mm. It's just awesome. I don't know how to describe it. It this. <laughs> like, Cleopatra Jones drives around in, like, this amazing, like, T-top, like, Stingray Corvette. And I don't know if this was a thing, but like it hurts. It's awesome. Like when she stops and like opens the door, like the T top like automatically like raises up because she's like really tall and she gets out. And like, of course, like every man wants to like think she's hot and she's the best. And I don't know, man. It's and so like Cleopatra Jones, too, she's in I think it's like Taiwan or Hong Kong or something on a, on a mission. And up against this again like hong kong evil drugs again it's like there's another evil like kingpin woman that she goes <laughs> up against i don't know man these movies are great i don't know how i missed out on these i was so just smiling ear to ear like these are not fine cinema but they are just really <laughs> entertaining as heck to watch uh, i don't know man they're just great like the first one's a little more straight-laced and tough than the second one, but it still has its parts, don't get me wrong. And the second one goes a little bit wilder. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, man, how did this series stop? It really sucks. There should be more. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I've also not heard of this. So, uh, And I try to, when I get into, you know, HBO or Netflix or Hulu or whatever, okay, like, recently added you know featured you know like, no, these what, are buried like, what would you like these are buried oh, they're buried okay they're gotcha. like in the turner classic movies stuff and the other thing and the other thing i look at too is like every month i'll like there's a few people i follow in the on the movie side of things where it's like all right here's the cool stuff that's being added or here's the stuff that's going away or here's like under the radar stuff that is coming in so like i, I do try to you know keep a little bit of an eye out but yeah these i've never heard of these either yeah i'm just like this is awesome, and I've I've missed out, so I'm like I gotta watch more of this stuff. So I've queued up some other, you know, some other films in that vein. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch more. I've, man, I was yeah. just have you so have you seen um uh, the Eddie Murphy uh, uh Dolomite is my name? No, but like the original Dolomite is, I believe, on HBO Max. So, so I wasn't familiar even with the originals. So this Eddie Murphy movie hits Netflix or whatever it was a couple of years ago. And I just wasn't familiar with the the history and it's a, you know, like what it's all about and black exploitation in general. And this movie was so good and so funny and just so out there. And it's like all true. And it was also one of the first things Wesley Snipes did after coming back after uh, uh, being in prison for uh, tax evasion. And uh, so it's like, oh, it's cool seeing Wesley, uh, you know, getting some work again. And at the end of the movie, they, there was this, this like five to ten minute like little kind of montage of all the actual scenes from like the original like Dolomite movies because so, they're doing them in, you know, Eddie Murphy's redoing them. And it's like 
there's no way that like this is how it was and then it shows like how they did it and it's like it's worse than the way that oh they man did it. like the karate <laughs> that's going on in Cleopatra <laughs> Jones you're like oh, this is bad yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. awesome to watch him doing that yeah you know and yeah. you know, it's just it's great it's so awesome uh, <clears throat> so yeah I don't know if you guys have any interest in watching these but man I really I got such a kick out of watching those films. I was like, man, how did I not hear about this stuff? So yeah. I'm going to watch more. Uh, not of those. Very that's cool. the only two films. But there's a bunch like in that in that kind of black exploitation that's on there right now. And I'm like, oh, I got to watch more of this stuff. This is great. <laughs> so um, I've got Take Black Belt Jones queued up. I want to watch that one next. <laughs> and uh, this stuff looks great. I mean, I'm just like, this is awesome. And it made me wonder. I'm like, why did this die? I'm like, because... Mm. like just like awesome black heroes kicking yeah. butt i mean yeah. and it's like man these films are it, cool yeah and and like black cinema is still there it's just like different and there's a whole there's a whole you know uh uh like comedy subgenre um, but yeah, you're right. Like there's, there's really aren't, or at least nothing that I'm currently aware of, of this kind yeah. of stylized action where it's, uh, like the way it was in the seventies, especially. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to watch more of that. And, uh, so if you guys have <laughs> HBO max and any of that sound interesting to you, man, definitely put it on your watch list. Um, outside of that was a week of Capcom cup. Uh, so about a week ago. Um, and man, I watched a lot of Capcom Cup, and I really like the format. So um, they have really changed things because if you'd ever watched before, um, you, they just had like a bunch of offline tournaments, and people would earn points, so like based on where you ranked in that tournament, and whoever had the most points at the end would go to Capcom Cup. Well, what do you think happened? I mean, like over half of them were Japanese players. And then you'd have a smattering of a few other ones. So what they've done with COVID is obviously couldn't have in-person tournaments. They went to all online. And it was basically, you win this tournament, you get a slot. That's it. And so they did kind of a hybrid idea this year. With now that you know lockdowns are over and everything. So they had a lot of those where it's just, you win, you're in. They had what they called the World Warrior programs were also online tournaments, but you earn points. And so some of those people get in. And then they had some offline events where you could win your way in that way. So what it really ended up with was you had a much bigger pool of people that were in it. I think there was, I don't know, probably 30-something people that made Capcom Cup. And they were from literally all over the world. Because um, you couldn't have, there you couldn't have, you know, Plenty people from Japan. No, there was only a few slots. So only their best got in. Same way though, but we had like, there were players from like South Africa, place I've never seen any players come from. You had South America. You had, I mean, what I think of when I think of like Street Fighters, the World Warriors, right? That's the, the idea. World Warriors. Exactly, I was just thinking that, right? yeah. And so they really brought that this time. Like players yeah. I never heard of. And were some of them not up to snuff with the other ones? Sure, because the scene in their countries is smaller. But it's okay. They got to shine on the big stage for a minute, and that'll help grow the scene yeah. back where they're at. 
Just like the Olympics. Right. Yeah, right? That's the way it goes. And But they got their time to shine. And they did like this whole week format. So like there was like three days of big pools to whittle it down to a top 16 that would play, you know, like the ending part. So they had like three days of that whittling those down, which were a lot of uh, like round robin fights that were really cool in, in pools. And then they had the ending of Street Fighter League, which was pretty neat. And then they had two days of Capcom Cup. One was like 16 to top eight, and then top eight all the way down on the next day. And the competition was nail-biting. I mean, most of the time when you watch, you kind of like know there's a few favorites. <laughs> and you're like, all right, I kind of know who's get, how this is going to shake out. No way this year. You had no clue which way it was going to shake out. And so many games came down to... Like, last game, last round, and a hair. I mean, like, there was a lot of nail biters. And there was a lot of upsets. People that you would think, like, no. Right? They're not. Mm-hmm. There's no way. If like, you were filling out brackets, that wasn't happening. And right. and then, finally, the guy that won was the first ever repeat Capcom Cup champ. And even though he had won before, again, for this bracket, I pretty much guarantee nobody picked him. Um, wow. So it was just like an amazing run yeah. all the way through watching the stuff. It was some amazing competitions. And then like at and and at the very end they like talking about they always talk about next season, right? Obviously Street Fighter 6 is coming. So they put it up real big right at the end. They're like, "And we're going to leave you with this. The winner of next year's Capcom Cup, 1 million dollars." Mm-hmm. So one guy is going to walk out Okay, to put that in perspective, the winner this year got 120k. Okay, <laughs> so next year top winner one million dollars, and they said, and they're develop they're devoting another one million dollars to the prize pool for all the other events. So, obviously, this is their push for Street Fighter Six to get more people playing yeah. the game. I think that's going to work. You put a one million dollar prize out there, there's going to be a lot yeah. of people like, okay, I want in on that. Yeah, you you know what happens when you when you put a one million dollar bounty on a tournament, the competition becomes downright fierce. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, Bill. <laughs> anyway, um, back to Street Fighter. <laughs> that was Street Fighter. What are you talking well, about? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so Street Fighter Six. Let's go with that. The um, but then they get announced. So, like, so what you're saying, so what you're saying is there's going to be a Canadian entry that's available for. There were so it's not going to be go a, on. There was a, there was a Canadian <laughs> in the cup, so yeah, I just think that man, talk about the amount of competition that's going to creep up, because like one of the pe- person that went and got all the way through and got second place. Which was somebody mm-hmm. nobody. So they always have this that, one. So thing. that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Is is has there ever been you know like someone shows up and it's like who's this guy and he does like really well. So this year, one of the things they have at the very beginning of this is something called the last chance qualifier, and basically is hey if you haven't made it in any other way, we're gonna keep one spot open and it's one tournament and whoever wins that tournament gets into the cup. And so people from all around the world come in to try to get that one slot, right? Because that's their last chance. This kid, I mean, he probably was like 20 years old, maybe, comes in. I don't think anybody knew who he was. Because like the whole time, Mm. they just keep talking about it. Never dropped a game in the last chance qualifier. 
And like, trust me, like all these crazy high end Japanese players yeah. and everything were there didn't drop a game, won the last mm. chance qualifier, ran all the way up through the through the winner side, finally got beat, but got second place at Capcom Cup. Almost won the whole stinking thing out of nowhere. Um, so yeah, it was this Chinese player and just was nuts but yeah it was very exciting and so i can't imagine next year people are going to be crawling out of the woodwork i'm sure it's a new game you know a million bucks on the line should be very interesting to watch um it's gonna be awesome yeah it's very interesting but yeah that's about all for me um that's enough how about you bill what's up yeah that's that's a lot you guys uh got a, a lot of stuff going on so uh, uh, just a little catch up for me. Um, last uh, episode, I wasn't here. I was at a uh, concert, as uh, I believe Chris mentioned uh, on the show. I did see the Canadian alternative rock legends, Our Lady Peace, who I've never seen before. Um, I've loved this band uh, since I was in high school. I just have to ask, because uh, Kelsey and I were yeah. laughing back and forth. We only know one song by this band. Is that song, right? Superman's dead, yeah. Which coincidentally is exactly what would happen if Batman and Superman ever fought in hand to hand combat. Martha. So, <laughs> oh wait, we're cool now. <laughs> Your mom's name's Martha too. So, uh, so yeah, it's um uh, in the mid '90s. This uh, band, Our Lady Peace, kind of hit the airwaves. Had a couple little hits, and then someone said to me like, oh, "I think you'd really like these guys." And their album in '97, Clumsy, came out. I love. It's one of my favorite like front to back no skip albums uh, ever. And their following album uh, is probably my favorite album. Uh, maybe my like definitely my favorite Canadian album of the decade uh, in the '90s was an album called Happiness Is Not a Fish That You Can Catch. And it's another like front to back, no skip, like, and it's weird because they're a band that has seen decent success in Canada. Like when you look up like live footage of Our Lady Peace, it's stadiums. It's like people screaming. It's like, and then when you look them up U.S. shows, it's like, it's a thousand people, you know, like it's, so they just got this, you know, uh, and a lot of bands are like that. You'll have success one place and not in the other, but man, yeah, I, I love these guys. And it's like, I think I've talked about before where like in high school, it's like the music that your friends listens to. It's like, that's like the big music in your life. Like uh, we like Metallica or we like Megadeth or we like, you know, whoever the current pop artist is. And if you only have like two people in your friend group that like something, it's like, man, does anyone else like this? Am I alone? And then you go to a concert and there's like thousands of other people there and you're like, Oh, here are my people. Like they're right here. So that's what I love about going to bands uh, shows for bands that uh, I really love, but I really don't know too many people. Uh, personally or locally that like that band i really love going and then just looking around and seeing all of my people singing the songs that i'm singing too so uh what was great about it i went alone it was a free show at a uh um at a uh a casino uh, like an hour and a half uh, from us and it is so they have an arena where you can buy tickets to shows but they also have this little thing called the wolf's den uh, which has free concerts i'd never been there before I didn't know what to expect. And the website says you can start lining up for shows three hours before the show start time. So the show started at eight. I showed up there at like four o'clock, ate a burger, and then like, you know, went to get in line. I sat down to eat my burger at Bobby Flay's uh, burger place, which was awesome. And this, I sit down and this guy who sees me, you know, just, I wasn't even dressed in Our Lady Peace stuff. I just kind of dressed how I dress. I sat down and he was like, are you going to the show? 
I was like, yeah, I'm here for the show. He's like, oh, me too. Like, and then we just kind of started chatting. Like, couldn't convince any of my friends to come. I couldn't convince any of my friends to come. You know, so that kind of thing. And we were just chatting for a bit. And a real nice guy. And um, he's like, uh, he's like, hey, would you want to like wait in line uh, when we get over there? That way, if like one of us has to like go use the bathroom or whatever, I was like, oh, absolutely. So that's what we did. So we stood in line, uh, hung out with this uh, with this dude all night. And um, uh, once the show was over, it was like exchange numbers hey it'd be great to do something like this again so he lives in new york like 40 ish minutes south of me but just in talking we we we, we talked to, talk about all all sorts of stuff but one of the things that we ended up finding out was the first concert i was ever at that bush Goo, Goo dolls no doubt show he was at that show <laughs> so it's like just one of those fun coincidence things uh but yeah, so we're gonna uh, maybe uh, catch another show uh, this uh, this summer. Seems like he likes live music a lot too. But yeah, it was an awesome Make show in the Wolf's Den. That's awesome. Yeah, for, it's honestly probably the first new adult friend that I've made outside of like meeting other kids' parents <laughs> in the last five years. Like easy, like just like out and about. This is my name. We share interests. <laughs> Let's it's like doing grade numbers. one all over again. It's awesome. I know, right? You it's love like, Power Rangers. And, I love Power Rangers. Yeah, We're friends You now. get home, and I'm, and I'm like, I made a new best friend. And my wife's like, what's his name? And I'm like, I forgot to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, yeah, and then I texted him. I was, like, uh, I was like, yeah, man, let's do it again. Like, you got it. So that was that was, that was was really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, for anyone who's uh, – it's it's kind of hard to describe what they sound like. That that one single that you guys mentioned, uh, Superman said, was like got the, there's one more off that it, album that I can like. It's like tickling the back of my brain, but I can't figure yeah. out what it is. There, there's a few on that album. It might be clumsy. It might be four a.m. It might be um, a story of a hundred aisles is on that album. Automatic flowers, big dumb rocket. That album's awesome. Their their previous That's album only had one big hit, which was called Starseed, which was also on the soundtrack for Armageddon, that Michael Bay, uh, Bruce Willis movie. So that that kind of got them on like the American radio a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, after that, they kind of became like I don't want to. They weren't underground and indie, but like they kind of their their the rest of their albums sold modestly well, but never anything like you know quadruple platinum kind of stuff like they did early '90s. So. Uh, but yeah, honestly, uh, the uh, the two albums, if anyone's just curious to stream a little bit, the entire Clumsy album and the entire Happiness is Not a Fish that you can catch are unbelievably great records, and I'm very glad that we got to see them. And and the Wolf's Den is in the middle of the like casino floor, but somehow you don't feel like you're on a casino floor. So it's um like you get into it, and it's like there's kind of stairs going down. So it's like a big, you know, kind of flat, um, you know, open, um, what do you call it? Um, general admission type floor, like in front of the band. And then there's like a couple of stairs up and then there's booths. So you can, you know, order like food or whatever. And then behind that, there's like padded uh, chairs. And then there's like a, like a railing, like it's gated off. And then the people on the casino floor who are just like, you know, playing slots and like, you know, drinking and stuff like that. So it's open. So you could be like, 300 you know feet away or 500 feet away or whatever enjoying something somewhere else and you would just hear hey is that our lady peace playing over there so like it's kind of cool that like it fills like the the whole area um but yeah very 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 glad we went and uh the next i don't think i have another show coming up until the summertime 
So uh, I'll hold off until uh, talking about that until that becomes uh, set in stone. But that's probably the next one. There is one that I'm very, very upset that I can't go to that is video game adjacent. So I will mention it here. I think we've talked on the show before about Bit Brigade, who is an excellent, excellent uh, video game uh, uh, adjacent band that uh, have one of their band members. His instrument is the Nintendo controller. So he plays the Nintendo game from start to finish while the band plays the soundtrack for the game. I've seen them at PAX a few times. I've seen them at uh, MAGFest. I've seen them play Ninja Gaiden, which, like, first of all, it's just amazing to see a, a person beat Ninja Gaiden on one guy <laughs> like, without getting hit. Or uh, he might, he maybe got hit. He, well, he definitely didn't die. Um, and it's also just wild seeing that story unfold <laughs> in the, uh, like the comic book style story. Um, but I've seen them play Metroid. I've seen them play, um, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on some of the others, but yeah, they're, they're awesome guys. Awesome band. They're playing like 40 minutes for me at this, uh, uh, this little, you know, little small concert venue and they're playing Mega Man two and DuckTales. I'm like, man, I would go to that, but we have a thing that night. So there is the slimmest of chances that I could bribe my way out of that thing to maybe go to this show. But I don't think it's super likely. So I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Um, so, yeah. So getting off the uh, music. So that was the uh, the concert last uh, Saturday. Um, I had uh, a, a tattoo scheduled. So I finished off the Star Wars arm, which is exciting. It's a little crusty right now. It's still healing because it's only a week old. But uh, I do have an appointment scheduled for the leg, which I will share uh, with you guys once it again becomes reality. So excited about that. Uh, same side. And uh, it's going to be on the leg. No, but same side. Like. You did like your left arm, right? Precisely. So it's gonna be your left leg. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. No, so it's uh, I get you. So yeah, the Star Wars arm is the left arm. The original arm we started with that my forearm is done is the right arm. I'm thinking right leg just to balance off. Okay. The you know. Okay. So I and it's funny because my my artist when it, when I first had this one done, um, and then the the next one I do was on my other arm and he made the joke he's like feeling a little unbalanced so we'll just go over here but it's like yeah like that's i'd like to even it out a little bit um so yeah so that that should be fun uh so moving on to games i did play destiny 2 uh because i i read that the not only did i read that there was a uh there's a, a mission that popped up that kind of bridges the gap between one uh between this final season of this and then the new season but that there's also been some like quality of life changes, some things that they're doing like in preparation for the um, for Lightfall hitting, so that they don't have to like do like the entire update on the same day. So there's a whole bunch of things that you had to kind of go out and collect on your own, called mods that are for like weapons and armor. And just due to what they plan on doing in this uh, new expansion, they're like, all right. All mods are just unlocked for everybody because they don't want you to spend like for a long time. It was cool to like go out like they would release new mods every season. So you would have to go and like, you know, find them and collect them. But there's so many now. The problem is that for a new player coming in, you have to spend so much time getting these things that are just part of regular build crafting for anyone who's been playing for any amount of time. It's like it's not fair to the new player. We have to just give them to everyone. And now instead of going and finding them. 
the the gameplay is more based on okay like make the best build you know like put the pieces together that you think will make the best uh, uh you know kind of build crafting so that's kind of cool so i played around a little bit with that they always kind of give some cosmetic things away towards the end of the season so i figured i'll just pop in and kind of claim some of those things and clean out the inventory a bit and um yeah there really wasn't too much else i needed to do so it's it was kind of a short session but uh, light as of recording, Lightfall comes out in three days. So uh, hopefully, I'll be able to uh, get some time to uh, play a little bit of that once that launches. Um, and so, Final Fantasy IV. So this is a little bit sad. I I really been trying to stick with it. Uh, I played through all of six. Really enjoyed it. Really don't remember a time that I was pushing myself through what I would consider a, a bad or a weak part. It was just all kind of different and uh, it was all good and all fun. And for for kind of a little while, I've kind of been feeling like the, I think I mentioned last time I talked about it, there's like a bunch of these quirks that like are starting to agitate me a little bit, but I'm pushing through them. And they really are, are kind of piling up and it's just more like management of these quirks than I feel like it's worth right now. I don't know if I'm calling it quits forever, but I'm definitely taking a break because I'm not having a ton of fun. So I need like a little palate cleanser. And I know we talk about, you know, sunk costs. If you're not having fun, you know, like play something else. Uh, it's 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 still tough, you know, putting a whole bunch of time into something and then being like, eh, I think I'm going to I'm going to pull the plug on this for a little bit. But yeah, it's the inventory management's bothering me like I I. And it's all little stuff, but it all adds up. Like, I'll go to look at my character, and I'm like, all right, I got to get rid of stuff. Is this better than that? I don't even know. What's the stat on this versus that? I don't even know. Who does this even go on? I don't know. Like, I got I to gotta figure that out. And then, can I just drop this? Uh, yeah, but you do it over here. Can I sell it? Yeah, but not to that guy. And your inventory is limited. So then, like, I'm, I, you know, I got to this part where... Um, I forget the name of the cave and it's really shouldn't have because it wasn't that long ago, but it's the cave where you can't have anything metallic on you because there's like a field that like slows you down or something. So that wasn't too, too bad. I had to put some gear on that wasn't as good as my best stuff, but I got through it. It wasn't too bad. And then after that, you go back to this castle and there's like these eight or nine kind of, I don't know what they're, I forget what they were called, but they're all like sisters or something. And they all uh, are kind of like, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll let you borrow the the stone if you, like, go help us. So, And then they, like, once you bring the stone back, they're like, oh, you can get into our secret treasure room now. So you go through this big maze, you get to the treasure room, and there's, like, 15 chests or something in there. So I open up the second chest, and it's like, nah, like, your, your inventory's full. So now i got to, like, leave the castle. And, like, so that was bugging me. And then, uh, spoiler alert for this 30-year-old game, you have this, like, the stone. They, like, let you borrow it. And then the dude, um, what was it, uh, uh, Kane, um, or like your your like former bro who's like mad at you now, or like on the other guy's side, it's like, oh, like I've got your girl, like you got to come with us right now. So you go on his airship, like no choice, and then they like bring you to the tower, and now you're on the tower, and now for even though he brought you there, you now have to like fight your way like up this tower. So like I'm not in a spot where I can like easily like level up or like you know, refresh my MP or something like that. And I'm in the same thing where like every fight is super hard, even though I thought I'd leveled up pretty good. And every time I like go around like an extra corner and I'm like, Oh, I found a chest. No, like you can't pick this up. Like your inventory is full. So it was just to the point where I'm like, listen, you can like, just drop I, I got to put this down. 
I it's but like I don't know if what I'm dropping is like awesome. Uh-huh. You know, so and I I probably just needed a break. So I I will get back to it at some point, but I, I wasn't feeling it. So I turned it off and this was around the time of the Nintendo Direct, maybe like within a few days of it. And so once I found because I I'd kind of been feeling the itch to play Metroid Prime at some point. I love the first one. I had started the second one and I never played the third. Um, and I, I have it on. I have the physical disc uh, GameCube collection. So I figured oh, eventually I'll play it. So then when they announced it, uh, oh, that was really cool. And then when they said it's 40 bucks, I was like, well, that's kind of a lot. But then I kind of saw how much you know, work and effort they put into it. And I'm like, okay, like I'm totally good with that. It looks amazing. And, um, shout out to our friend and patron, uh, uh, Zofar, uh, good, good buddy, Trav. Cause I was, I mentioned something about like, Oh, I'd really like to play it, blah, blah, blah. And he knows I have a steam deck and he's like, he's like, remember like prime hacks is a thing. And it must not have been on my radar. Cause I did not know what he meant by prime hacks. So looked up prime hacks and it's a specific, uh, uh, um, build of the Dolphin emulator designed 100% to just play Metroid Prime uh, trilogy. So I got this thing. Ru- so I actually, I was like, oh, how am I going to get this running? And he sent me a link on how to do it. But then I realized that the MU deck like installer that you just run on Steam Deck by default installs Prime Hacks. The only reason I didn't see it is because the emulator screen only shows you the emulators that you have ROMs in the directory for it. So I grabbed the Metroid Prime ISO, threw it in that folder, and there it was, just fired right up and worked. And I fired up Metroid Prime just to kind of see like how well it worked. And uh, son of a gun, I played like 90% of Metroid Prime <laughs> like over the last week. Uh, kind of forgot how much I really enjoyed I wasn't planning on going all the way through, but I kind of forgot how much I enjoyed it. I am to the point where I just got to grab a few more artifacts and I am ready to finish the game. Um, and I'm excited to have a little bit of momentum going into, uh, to try echoes, even though I've heard it's not the best. Um, I've heard great things about corruption, so hopefully, uh, that will, uh, live up. Um, but, the last, uh, but the last yeah. boss of echoes is, oh, I, well, it's, and I remember oh. people saying even like the last boss of prime is tough is like an, is like an unnecessarily, you know, like big, uh, uh, difficulty spike, which is why. I kind of slowed down towards the end and I'm like, all right, let me just, you know, spend some time doing like, you know, missile upgrades and energy tanks and stuff like that. Cause that, that'll just, you know, make the final fight easier. So it's a, it looks like they you know have a similar situation in, in echoes, but yeah, I've, I think I started echoes just to see kind of what it looked like. And I, I, we're talking like five minutes, like, you know, on the, on the Wii back, like when I bought the game. So but yeah, so Prime has been a nice breath of fresh air, and it's just cool to like be because I I try to play like one thing, you know, either on a console or on the computer, and like kind of one thing handheld, so I'm not mixing like too much, and it's just a breath of fresh air having something that I can play handheld that is just a joy for me to play. So nice little little palate cleanser. Cool. And um, mentioned I got a War Ragnarok earlier when Kelsey was playing it, so I'll just uh, repeat that. Um, I'm guessing I'm like three to four ish hours in. I'm a very, very slow player. So, um, uh, I, the, the one thing that I'm not loving about it, I typically do like environmental puzzles, um, like games like portal and stuff where I got to look around and figure, okay, that's, that's what's going on. 
so, for some some reason, like a lot of the the puzzles, whether they're like a little obtuse or whether I'm not looking at them the right way, I'll find myself in an area and I'm like, I don't know what they want me to do. And all my kid is saying is like, uh, oh, have you tried looking over here? And then I look over there and I'm like, that's not helping, dude. Like, I don't know what. So it's I'm, I'm like not frustrated, but I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. And a few times I'll kind of get into the puzzle and then I'll like find a thing and I'm like, oh, maybe that has something to do with it. And then I'll go to touch it and he's like, I think we need some other equipment to use this thing. And I'm like, oh, I can't even do it now because I got to like find the hook shot or like whatever, you know, the thing is that does that. So, uh, which is fine, you know, uh, games that have exploration, you know, and uh, returning to old areas do that. Um, but like I said before, it looks phenomenal, especially in the area we're in now with like the clear water. And there's a scene where like you uh, free this creature that's been trapped under the water and it kind of comes out of the water and it's just massive. So some really cool visuals and set pieces and stuff. So uh, I'm not very good at the combat. Very similar to the Batman Rocksteady games that I adore. But then I'll get into fights, and I'm good one-on-one, but then the problem is when there's 19 guys and there's three behind you and you can't, you don't know when they're going to be, like, coming at you. At least in Batman, you kind of have, like, the the tingle. Yeah, the Spider-Man tingle. You get get the little, uh, the Peter tingle. And uh, um, you can, you know, do the little, you know, kind of, like, you know, thing like that. In God of War, it's audio. So it'll be either, what's his name, Mimir? Um, yeah. on your hip or yeah. Atreus or maybe someone else as like oh, on your left brother or dad behind you and but it's like I still have to like move my analog stick you know like in that direction so it, it's frustrating because I just want to try to get better at the combat by fighting one dude but like whenever there's combat there's like seven of them so uh, hopefully it'll come in time but that's uh, one of my uh, weak points in that game so far but uh, still good um uh, I did fire up high on life for like all of two minutes because the kids were around. And I did not realize that is a <laughs> profanity yeah. uh, laced uh, experience. Very, very cool and funny, though, like with the intro and they kind of do this kind of Duke Nukem Doom ish, you know, like they make it look like old, uh, like an old like, uh, you know, like 386 game or something. And they're like telling you they're like walking through tutorial like. Like like Duke Boom or something like that or whatever they this fake name they give you but yeah too much too much cursing so I went into the menu hoping that I could maybe find a you know like some games have like a profanity option where you can either beep stuff out or change it and my my oldest is like what are you what are you looking for and I was like I'm trying to see if I could turn the profanity off and he was like oh I don't mind <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna play this later right. but I <laughs> so, do I'm your dad yeah. So uh, so that was fun. But yeah, the, the two minutes I played was, was very funny. So hopefully that, that keeps up. And uh, yeah, that's pr- I mean, I probably played a couple other things here and there, but that, that's the, the, the bulk of it and excited to play Lightfall. That'll probably take over um, at least until I like, you know, finish the main story campaign and then move on to like weekly uh, story content. Uh, just for movies real quick, uh, there's a movie that I've seen several times over the years that just popped up on a streaming service that I just kind of see it and I'm like, oh, let me throw this on real quick. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Tucker, uh, A Man in His Dream, the uh, <laughs> Jeff Bridges movie about the uh, Tucker automobile. Yep. Um, this is a movie we watched in high school in like 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 marketing class or like business class or something, kind of like an entrepreneurial type uh, 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 movie. 
it, I always forget, no matter how many times I've seen it, I always forget that it was directed by, Mar- um, what's it called, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Um, it just, you know, you just don't have it in the same breath as Godfather, but like, you know, it's it's a fun movie. It's Jeff Bridges is awesome. Um, and it's a, it's the true story of a man who decided I'm going to start a car company and compete against uh, the big guys and they don't even have seatbelts and they don't think you need them because they just control everything. So it's, it was a fun movie to watch. We kind of had it on like while we were cleaning the house. Um, I don't know. I think this was, I don't know what streaming service this was on. This was, this one was on, um, you know, like when you just turn the TV on and like the TV, like operating system is like oh here's some new movies that are available and like it might send you well at least for vizio and it might send you to like you know voodoo it might send you to crackle like it kind of, it's kind of like all the different like free guys they'll like pay for advertising on like the front page of the cheap tv that i apparently have okay. <laughs> so i just saw jared butler's face and i was like i'm listening because I, I i like a uh, good old jerry butler and so i watched a movie called plane where it's kind of like a like Con Air, but obviously worse. So he's a Jared Butler is a pilot who's like his daughter's like in South America or something like that. He's like you know trying to get home to see her for like uh, it's New Year's, so I guess he's trying to see her like in the first week of January for some reason. And he's got one more flight before he can come home. It's New Year's Eve, so it's a light flight. They're also transporting a passenger. And the flight goes down, like in the Philippines, they they land, crash land on an island, and there's like you know, drug people on this island, and they have guns, and like they end up having it's like this kind of like weird action setup. So, it's I mean, like like you say before, Chris, it's not great, but it was fun, and it's just you know, popcorn flick if you feel like some you know watching something that's not you know, the same stuff that uh, you know you see like on the you know on the other on your other uh, ways you find movies, but it was, it was interesting enough that, uh, that I stuck with it. I can't remember if I mentioned tar yet. Cause it was one of the Oscar nominated pictures that I started. I made like a list of all the best picture noms that I hadn't seen. It's the one where Kate Blanchett plays a, a composer, like a conductor of an orchestra. So it's nominated for best picture. The director, Todd Phillips is a, a guy that I like a lot it started off a little bit slow and like the more I watched it, the more I started getting like really, really into it. Um, it's not often that like I'm super into slow burns, but I got super into this slow burn like halfway through. And I actually started, uh, after I finished it, I told my wife, I was like, I don't think you're going to like this, but I would like to start watching it with you anyway. Like on the chance that like, it'll start grabbing you the way it grabbed me. And like 20, 25 minutes in, she looked at me and she was like, I don't like this at all. And I was like, I understand. <laughs> we can stop. <laughs> but uh, I, I enjoyed Tar very much. Um, I also watched Elvis, um, the uh, another one of the best picture noms. This is a weird one for me because I really want like my, my music biopics to be like Ray and Walk the Line, where it's like follows the person from young to, you know, before success, success, and then like, you know, like, follows them. This one is just—it's just weird. It seems to have more of an emphasis on Tom Hanks's character, who I didn't like at all. He's like his <laughs> yeah, his business manager. Likeable. He's yeah. not like and and, and it—I don't think it's a. I mean, Tom Hanks is awesome. I don't think this is a great performance. He's got a really weird accent. Um, this like I don't even know where in Europe the guy's from, but uh, he's not likable. He's not pleasant to look at. You could tell he's like a leech on him his entire life, and also like most of the movie 
is narrated and told from that character's perspective. It doesn't feel like an Elvis movie. It feels like a movie about this other guy. So I was not nuts about it, even though it was very well made. Um, I hadn't seen Sicario in a while, and I just was looking at a streaming service, and I was like, ooh, I haven't seen this in a while, so popped it on. Just like I forgot Tucker was Francis Ford Coppola, I forgot Sicario was Denny uh, Villeneuve, um, which... At knowing that, watching it this time, I kind of looked for like some of the signature things that uh, Denny does. So uh, it was awesome uh, watching that again. And I started a foreign horror film last night that, again, I'm not sure how I got to. It was like somehow through my TV, but I just saw this uh, image. So the film is called Piggy. It, it sounds German to me, like the way it gets dubbed, but you can hear the original like voices. So it's very possibly German. And it's... It's so it's I'm very early in, but it seems like it's about this girl, this overweight girl who's being bullied by these other three or four girls at school. But then she sees them being abducted by like some like wandering, like, you know, like roaming, like a like killer, like one town over. Like that's the as far as I got to it. And I'm like. So, so she was just like kind of like pretty heavily bullied by these girls. And then she, you know, they take her clothes and she gets out of a pool and she's like all upset. And she's kind of like walking, you know, to try to get back home. And she sees the girls that were just bullying her, like being taken by this guy. So I don't know what's going to happen next, but it's kind of like, ooh, like, is she going to say something? Is she going to, you know, like just not say something? Will she maybe get abducted later if the guy sees her? So like, I don't know where it's going, but it's a... Uh, it's a setup I've not seen before, so hopefully that's good. It's uh, um, even though it's something I've never heard of in a, a foreign film. It's got uh, what do you call it? Like all like the film festival, you know, kind of nominations and awards that it's won. So it's it's at least been recognized. Um, and a little bit of TV to finish things off. Uh, my kids are really into Naruto, like out of nowhere. <laughs> I think one of their friends at school watches it, and I don't know what they're saying. Maybe you guys watch it or know, but like my oldest was watching it. And I, I was just kind of asking him about it. I'm like, hey, like, so what's what's this and who's that guy? And he was like, he, he like blasted off and he's like, oh, that's this guy. And he's got the final this and this guy's it. And then he was like, he's the he's the fifth Hokage. And I was just started laughing and he was like, well, it's 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 not funny. It's serious. <laughs> and I was like, tell me about like the fourth Hokage. And he was like, oh, well, the fourth Hokage. We don't want to talk about that. It, it was just funny to like because I feel like when he watches TV, I'll be in the room and he'll be kind of half paying attention, half, you know, doing like walking out, eating a waffle, having a sip of water. And I'll go to turn in the, the, turn it off. And he's, and I'm like, no one's watching this. He's like, yeah, I'm watching it. So my, I know one thing about Naruto and it's my favorite thing and I don't want to watch it and like ruin it, mm-hmm. but there's a move called 1000 years of death. Okay. And they just like make like finger guns with two hands and poke somebody right in the butt. And they like fly <laughs> into space. And apparently that's like a children's game that like kids do in Japan. They run around and poke each other on the playground in the butt like that. I, I have heard of this. I forget what they call it. And it might not have been Japan. It might have been a Korean thing I was looking at, but they were, but it's been like referenced in like a show or a movie or something where like, yeah, they'll like do <laughs> interlace the fingers. And like, that's like some sort of prank that happens uh, uh, yeah. in so the East. In Naruto, it's like a serious, like deadly move. <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to ask him about yeah, it yeah ask him about yeah, 1000 so years of death yeah so he's so he's into naruto which is great and he's got all his japanese pronunciation and all those words and stuff so that's awesome uh 
Uh, just catching up on MCU real quick. We did finish Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Nice. Uh, my my opinion on still not loving that show is pretty solidified, even okay. though there are great moments in it. Um, and so the next one in the MCU list for us okay. was Far From Home. Oh, right. So so we started that uh, tonight, actually, So because we finished uh, Falcon last week. And I did kind of forget how that last thing they show is like when it changes the at the end of the show it says Captain, Captain America, America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, and the Winter Soldier, yeah. So that was a cool moment and like the kids kinda of looked over and, and they were like, Ah, oh, Captain America and those are kind of the same I like the you, you Captain America Falcon suit. Looks pretty rad. Yes. Yeah, and and I I was halfway on it because like I thought like the coloring was a little bit weird and when he's in action in that suit, I'm all set. Like I'm all good. Like we got, you know, like the color's good, the wings are good. But then like that weird soapboxy monologue that he has like with like the senators or like the the politicians at the end where like everyone's got like their phones and stuff on them, like that was like and I know it's, you know, at the end of the day, like it's a Marvel thing and they're trying to, you know, like make a point. But like, it's not often that I watch a Marvel, an MCU thing that like is like cringy and eye rolly. That's like maybe like the most cringy eye rolly moment that in, in recent memory. And what makes it weird is that he's got this just ridiculous, like, you know, like the like the goggles and like they're going around <laughs> his head and he's like telling them all about like responsibility and like this is what we got to do and that, and like and the fact that it cuts back to the politicians and they're like oh yeah he's right we got to change our ways <laughs> but uh they're just acting they're hydra they're they're not mm. going to change their ways exactly Evil. hell hydra hell hydra yeah. <laughs> and it's it is cool going back after see- and like just seeing you know characters that like you just kind of write off as one-offs or something and like they'll come back for like you know like a scene or something and you're like oh guys you recognize you know like that one so so that's kind of cool so yeah we're halfway through far from home and i think no way home is just right after that if i'm not mistaken and then maybe shang chi is after that i gotta look at my uh at my chronology one more time that sounds way off to me but yeah double check okay yeah yeah it's it's maybe there's something else because we watched Loki, we watched WandaVision. I'm trying Did you to watch Black Widow yet? Forgetting. Yes. Yeah, already. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, I'll I'll pull the list yeah. up. I don't have it in front of me, but I cuz they were asking when is Shang-Chi? So like I, I thought we had looked at it and thought and said like, "Oh, well, it's after it's after Falcon, it's after Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and it's like so you, somewhere." Are you doing the like the theatrical release or the chronological release? chronological oh, okay so i have no idea then because i've never done it that way oh okay. yeah, yeah yeah so yeah so not not in the in the order they were okay. released in the chronology of the story so gotcha. i don't know i don't even and honest and a bunch of them say you know like uh, uh like something like undetermined anytime after this right. or anytime before this because it's like it doesn't depend on anything near it and I forgot about the memor the funny they that was a really funny way to do the memoriam for um the ones who who had passed um oh, since Endgame. Yeah, with the school. Because it's done project. it's done by like the school. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids were laughing and they turned to my and my wife is like, It's not funny, they died. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I think they're they're but they're playing it like it's supposed to be funny. And then what's also really cool is on the trip in Europe, there's like all the like memorials to like to tony and iron man just like 
randomly like flowers and paintings like like the, like they're showing you like the world knows like who like the the one that uh you know uh snapped it back so that was kind of cool to i'd kind of that had uh left my memory as well so so yeah and that was falcon winter soldier far from home and i the only other thing we're watching on tv is last of us um my wife and i are both firmly on board um she has not played the games i have I'm, I tell her every I do my very best to not, you know, when an episode's over, kind of like people who have like read the Game of Thrones when an episode is over. Do, you, like, do you just stare oh, at her so, when things you know, are going to happen? <laughs> I, I really try not to do like uh, just poker face, you know, right. like and then like when it's over, she'll I'll wait for her to ask if she cares. She should be like, oh, like was that character in the game? And I'll be like, yeah, but they were like this or or yeah, this was in the game, but it was in a different city. But it was so like that kind of stuff. You don't but, just drop like weird cryptic hints before you watch the show you're like i hope no. you like giraffes and then yeah stare. <laughs> yeah no I, I really i really try really not to say anything the only thing i've said is i'll be super vague where i'm like so possibly in this next episode or the episode after there's going to be a character we're introduced to that was voiced by a very well-known, very liked guy in the game industry, and I'm curious how they portray him. So it'll be like super, you know, vague like that. Nothing that could ever uh, really be a spoiler. Um, but I'm looking forward to our conversations after uh, the season's over. And I've asked her. I was like, you know, even if you don't want to play the game, you could probably really easily find like a full cinematic, uh, you know, like a oh, story yeah. recap if you were just curious about, you know, kind of the differences. Because honestly, the performances in the game are really unbelievable. And uh, uh, I've, I've watched a bunch of them side by side. And as great as the show is, I, I prefer the game performances almost every single time. And I don't know if it's because played the game first or, or whatever, but... They're both great. It's just, uh, yeah, we're we're having we're having a ton of fun with it, as much as you can with you know the subject material. Uh, yeah, fun might not be the right so, word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're 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 enjoying our time spent with it. We're we're reflecting on uh, on every episode, and it's been a a, a good conversation uh, after every episode. We'll say that. So, um, yep, that gets through me. So uh, that's. Uh, not not too not too bad for a little uh, catch up for the three of us there. Um, I did have just a very short blurb that I wanted to um, add. Um, uh, just a couple things for box art. Um, that was a show that I was uh, uh, sad to miss, um, but I didn't want to hold the show up. So I'm glad you guys did it. It was a great show, by the way. If I uh, ever meet you guys in person, I'll have you autograph that episode for me. Um, so I just wanted to, number one, echo your thoughts about the red Genesis, uh, like spine slash border. I always remembered that being like awesome and iconic and I loved it. And I loved the, 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 the brand unity with, you know, like the blue for Sega CD and the yellow for 32 X. And I thought that was really cool. But then when one or both of you mentioned, it's like, yeah, that was cool. But like, I struggled to think of like box art from one of those that was like really awesome. And then I started thinking, I was like, oh yeah, like there's games that I love that have that spine, but like, um, uh, like Lion King, it's like, it's just, you know, just a picture of Lion King, like yeah. Aladdin saying that's just a picture of Aladdin. And then I thought like, Oh, Shinobi three. And it got me thinking sometimes there are games that I think my love of the game maybe clouds my opinion of the box art a little bit. And when I really look objectively at Shinobi three, I'm like, it's a pretty basic, you know, ninja cover. So, um, 
I uh, I did want to mention um, one one uh, uh, category I would have added in there if I if I was able to would be favorite simple cover. Um, I my favorite simple cover ever, which is just like two words and a logo, is Mortal Kombat for the Genesis. Um, this yeah. logo this logo appears everywhere, you know, on across all versions of the game. It's iconic, and I don't know what it is. Something about the color, the way like the gradient like fades, the way you know, just it's. I I, I can't. I don't have the vocabulary to talk about graphic design and logos, but like <laughs> I'm telling you, I would like. I would go to bed as a kid and I would grab that game case and just look at like the, the box, like in my bed. So wanted to mention that you guys both correctly mentioned street fighter two for the uh, super Nintendo and street fighter two turbo, which if I was in the design room team and they show me street fighter two turbo, I'd say, yeah, the art looks cool, but like, why is the logo like yellow and pink? Like it looks like starburst, but the more time has gone by, I'm like, yeah, you know, like I'm I'm into it. Like people this, love you know. Starburst. Exactly. <laughs> Get your Starburst out of my Street Fighter. <laughs> um, while I don't think it's an amazing cover, I did the same thing when I uh, had uh, uh, Crackdown on um, the uh, uh, 360. I really enjoyed that art style and just kind of looking at that that try um, that kind of three uh, way it's separated um, with like the different you know like uh, uh, criminal factions. And you guys also correctly pointed out that there's just the trend of just bad box art, like extended into like, you know, that PS3 uh, and 360 era. I'm really glad, Kelsey, that you mentioned Resistance because for games that were, you know, they were Insomniac, actually, weren't like quite first party, but like, man, just blando covers like for days. Rando military guy, rando gun, you know, rando other so military many. guy. Man, the box uh, art from Mass Effect makes me angry just thinking about it. Like, those should have the coolest boxes, and it's just like white dude in a suit. Yeah, yeah. Which, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, uh, follow up on that. So let me mention real quick. I looked up the Batman cover that you mentioned (laughs) as like your least favorite, and it was way worse than you were describing. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you were saying like, oh, like the 10 out of 10. I would have thought the game was called 10 out of 10. It's like I was a like there's no the way. Box. It's crazy. And then I saw it and I was like, "Oh my god, like it it looks like a like a poster. It looks like something you would just see advertising the game but never like in those dimension in those proportions <laughs> on the cover. It looks it like It looks like you freeze-framed a part of a commercial or something. Where they're like throwing yeah. all them out like that or it looks like um, you know, if um uh with when GameStop like they just have the disc and it's like oh crap we gotta we gotta like we gotta like make something real quick let's just get something from the internet and put it on there i could not believe how bad that was i wish we would have got it on the show because afterwards kelsey brought that up and i was laughing sorry and then he brought up the box art which castlevania game was that kelsey uh uh Soro for the ds so they did like a re-release of that and the box art's so bad because the box art picture is literally a picture of this the the original ds yes. game it's yeah it's it's like the, it's like i remember it was like frame it was like here's the ds and then like they framed it like just yeah. like a little bit just like somebody went like yeah. oh we don't have the key art anymore eh, just take a picture of the box yeah. of the other one it 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 looked like they were selling an ebay listing yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just laughed so hard i forgot about those it was so I was, I was also really I was also really glad you guys mentioned that like watermarked like IGN logo on the Okami yeah. uh, 
uh, uh, box <laughs> art. And I think I just had like one or two uh, other things. Let me just get my, I clicked off my page here real quick. And um, uh, so yeah, so getting back to the point that you made earlier, Kyle, with like uh, the Mass Effect being so bad, I think the Destiny 1 cover is incredible. It's it's kind of vague. It's got that big like circular um you know uh, 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 ship the traveler, knowing nothing about destiny like people know like you know oh that's the one with like that big kind of like floating circle and it's got like you know sci-fi like shootery things happening on it and then the cover of Destiny Two is one of the biggest pieces of garbage you could ever hope to imagine. It's like three rando. It's like it's like two rando white people, one person of color. Like with like generic armor on, no helmet. Even though everyone, a hundred percent of the time in the game, is wearing a helmet, and they all have like generic gun. Like it's really one of the worst covers ever. And uh, my, it it doesn't quite take the cake for worst cover of my of a game that I love, like one of my favorite games. That would have to go to Bioshock Infinite. For such an amazing game, the cover is just white dude with gun, and that is oh, not yeah. what that game is like. So. I, it's it gets a little bit of a makeup because it's got a really cool reversible cover with this really cool like kind of like red, the red. Uh, yeah that cover is awesome I remember yeah. this being a big problem when it came out people were just like what yeah. is this cover this is stupid yeah and it and, yep. and they were like like here's the uncharted cover right next to it like it's the same cover you just copied their homework yep yeah yep well, and and the the only the only one that they did it with that I was like okay they can get away with that was when what was uh what was the the new Doom, uh, it was just Eternal? called Doom, but it was like whatever. You no, know, the one right before that, the but people call it like Doom, Doom, Doom twenty sixteen. That's the, yeah, I was looking for the number, and it's it's just Doom guy, just Space Marine Doom guy. But it's like, I get it, like it's Doom, so they can kind of get away with it. But when you look at how like amazing that like the original Doom artwork was with all like the 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 you know the, the, the demons, demons and everything, yeah. and they're grab it like it was unreal so when they came out with just you know same thing like spacey guy with gun like drives me crazy well, it's, i wanted to mention because we just had this conversation about cover art and all this stuff mm. and then like just like yesterday the day before nintendo comes out because like octopath travel and they're like if you want to spend some platinum points on my nintendo we'll give you like you can download all these other alternate cover arts like not even you can like get them sent to you and we'll give you nice quality versions or anything it's just print them. print print these out on your own and it's like it's the how far have you fallen nintendo it's the equivalent of when nintendo's like hey we have like a really special treat for you guys for <laughs> for the low cost of like however many points you can download this desktop wallpaper yeah it's like how are you selling people images well, I remember like their computer. Do you guys remember like I, you know, I like one year from Club Nintendo, I had like like a Game and Watch, and like yeah. another yeah. year there was like a statue, and now they can't even bother yeah. to print out a cover yeah. for you. I've I've got mm. statues, pin sets, tons of posters, both the Game and Watch yeah. collections. They had controllers, like yeah, they had so much cool the, stuff. The, now they the can't go- even give you goals, a cover. The gold nunchuck, yeah, that, like, yeah, went along yeah. with like. There's been amazing things that have that have happened there. You no, know, they've turned it into just a trash pile. I'm like, why would anybody care anything about any of this crap? And so, instantly, somebody just goes, "Oh, well, here's just a zip file of the things, so you don't even have to bother with it." And it's like, well, yeah. a thanks, but b just 
how much garbage is this Nintendo? I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Yep, so my last shout-out was just to add on to something awesome that you guys pointed out, which is the amazing uh, working designs uh, packaging. Uh, they always went the extra mile for that very clean, embossed, you know, raised gold foil. Like, everything just looked great, no matter what the release was. And the one that uh, I've mentioned on the show before that I'd like to go back and finish at some point is Alundra. Um, that was one that I grabbed while I was working at Babbage's and always really, really, and it just, it's a fairly simple cover, just kind of like an anime character and, you know, the big logo, but it's still one that I just thought was very attractive and, yeah. uh, just wanted to shout out since you guys mentioned, uh, W, uh, D. So yeah, that's my little, my two cents on uh, box art, uh, sad to have missed it, but again, it was a great show. So on to, uh, the topic of the day. Uh, I mentioned earlier that, um, oops, sorry about that. Uh, mentioned earlier that uh, I had been playing uh, after uh, being uh, educated on the capabilities of my Steam Deck uh, that I've been playing Metroid Prime uh, Trilogy, uh, uh, you know, specifically the first game. And while that isn't Metroid Prime Remastered, it is a remake. It was a re-release of a game, and it wasn't drastically changed from the original, um, but it did add enough, like the widescreen support, the motion controls. Um, so uh, I thought it would be a, a, an appropriate time to talk about remakes in general. This is one of these things that I, f I f feel like in my head we had talked about before, but then in like searching through like my notes, I was like, no, I don't think we've ever done it as like its own topic. Maybe we've talked about sequels. Um, so I thought we'd have a, a chat about uh, some remakes. So uh, just as a, a quick intro here, um, so uh, and when I talk about uh, remasters and remakes, we're, we have an emphasis on major upgrades compared to the original in terms of like visuals, gameplay, or features. Uh, so not just a re-release, like if it was put out on like the eShop, just as, you know, like the exact ROM is the original. We're not talking about those. We're talking about something where they put a little bit of time and effort into it. Like we mentioned Metroid Prime Remastered recently for the Switch. Um, or up to, you know, like a full-on remake uh, a la like, you know, like a Final Fantasy VII remake or the recent Capcom Resident Evil remake, something like that. Um, and remasters obviously would, would count anything like, you know, Mass Effect Legendary, you know, like some of the Kingdom Hearts games that were up-res. So that, that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, and, uh, so recent remakes include, uh, Dead Space, uh, which I know Chris is a big fan of, uh, of the, the original, um, so Metroid Prime Remastered, um, some of the ones coming out shortly, I just did a quick look on our little video game release calendar, I didn't realize, I, I guess I'm out of the loop on VR news, but Fanavision is getting a PSVR <laughs> release. That's kind of a cool uh, thing to put on VR since Sony just has it in their I pocket. I can feel my uh, sealed copy of Fanavision <laughs> price going up as we speak. Man, pe pennies a day <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know if... And here's the other thing. If sometimes it's hard to know if a game's a remake or a remaster if it doesn't say remake or remaster in it because so many things just have so many sequels. So you'll see like, oh, Res... Uh, infinite decimal and it's like oh cool is that another one or is that just you know is that a new res so um uh there might even be more that i didn't uh, uh, pick up on um so i've mentioned resident evil we got four coming out pretty soon the last of us part one is an interesting one because last of us came out then i can't remember if it was last of us part two or last of us remastered but last of us has had a remaster 
I think it was yeah because it was originally was PS3 and it was remastered yeah. on PS4. And even though it's had a remaster, now The Last of Us Part One is coming out, which is like another remaster of the PS5 yeah, version. Like, not. You can go to a certain degree, but come yeah. on, man. You can't churn out the same yeah. dang game for three consoles in a row. Yep. That's not... That's Come on, man. I, I'm so happy this, they so, do that. Yeah. I'm just upset that they charge full price for yeah. it every time. Yeah. So, And that is going to be, you know, foreshadowing, that is going to be one of the categories that we talk about in a bit. So we will definitely be talking about this again, and we'll, we'll get some kind of uh, some opinions and some comparisons on some other things where this has happened before. Um, and uh, uh, Kelsey, I believe you're an Advance Wars bro. I've never I thought played this one, actually. Oh, I thought you were. Maybe I'm thinking pro- of something maybe else. Maybe they can the, engineer uh, Mike. He's been... He's been waiting for Advance Wars for a while now. That that might have been it. I thought this one had a really uh, clever name. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. <laughs> Man, I love the weird puns that everyone seems to have to do now. They're fun sometimes. I, honestly, like I don't see puns a ton in game titles. You know where I see a ton of puns um, are in the names of achievements. Um, if you ever played like any of the Lego Star Wars games, or really any of the Lego games, the names of the achievements are like all quotes or puns yeah. like from the property. It's great. Well, uh, they did Red Faction, and it was remastered because it takes place on Mars. <laughs> uh, SpongeBob was rehydrated. Um, mm. War Mastered was one of the uh, oh de- uh, 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 war uh, de- death. Um, that's uh, on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Yeah, Darksiders. Thank you, Darksiders. Yeah, yeah. we're mastered. Like I, <laughs> I love mastered. how much fun they're having with all these things. That's true. I don't ever want to yeah, hear no, the I, word I, remastered ever again. <laughs> remastered is great. That's horrible. That's great. So uh, yeah, I I hadn't heard of them. I knew a couple of those. I didn't hear. I hadn't wasn't familiar with the others. That's pretty cool. I, I enjoy a good pun though. Um, so yeah, so uh, so now so we have a little bit Bio- Bionic Commando. Yeah, that's Bionic like, Commando rearmed. That maybe started like that. the whole trend, and that's like so clever that one. Man, that's gonna be our. That's gonna be my next topic. <laughs> Just puns in video oh, games. That'll be a fun let's show. Let's do it, man. Then I could talk about a lot of Dragon Quest. <laughs> I also uh, it'll get, be get myself a list going before we. I was say how how much puff puff do we get to talk about? <laughs> As much as you want. That's not a pun. That's just an innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, um, just getting on, you know, getting into the whole topic of uh, remakes, remasters. Um, so, uh, we'll start with Chris. Um, what are your general thoughts on remakes and remasters? And you know, just uh, I know that there's some that you've played that you really enjoy. Um, so, do you kind of see them as? you know just any other game you look at it and you decide okay i'm interested or like you know what are your kind of kind of thoughts so i look at them one of two ways um in some cases i think they're uh, a smart way to bring a classic and still good game to a new audience so tactics ogre reborn right i just finished playing that one that was originally a super famicom game and then it was a PS1 game, and now it's a you know PS5 game. Um, I think that's good, right? Um, that's a title that was really well done, and 
you couldn't get it these days, not reasonably for most people. And they could do something meaningful with it, right? They could add some pieces, but still give you that experience and, and make it good. Um, so when they can provide value or like not all of them for are for me, right? Like you talk, like I'm going to roll my eyes hard on the last of us one. Cause that's kind of become the joke now. Like, right. It's been 10 minutes. Is there another announcement for a <laughs> last of us remaster? Cause it's kind of be getting silly at this point in time. Those to me, I look like are just, these are cash grabs. The PS4 games are completely backwards compatible on PS5. You remastered it already the last time on mm-hmm. the last system. Give me a break, right? To me, at that point in time, yeah, you're pushing it. I don't, I don't, I don't see that you're going to add much value. Uh, they they should have named the PS5 one Remaster Us. Oh God, and then, no! And then I would have paid eighty bucks for it. <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't. I'll be. Honest, I don't really care about naughty dog games so i'm not gonna play those but i mean i just yeah i don't like cash grabs and mm-hmm. um and sometimes it's what they are so i kind of take a middle road right like i look at the metroid prime remaster and i think that's a win-win great game right mm-hmm. gamecube while nintendo people loved it was not nearly as big as ps2 was at the time so a lot of people probably didn't get a chance to play it and they did take the time to kind of overhaul it and kind of work the features and bring that forward for $40 is a fantastic value. Great move. Same thing like, again, like Tactics Ogre, right? I think it was like 40 bucks or whatever when I bought that. Uh, 40, yeah, I think it was on sale or I had some, I used some Bing bucks or whatever, right? It didn't matter. But it was like 40, 50 dollars that's a great value for that sort of thing. Um, when we did Mass Effect Remaster, like that collection, oh, like yeah. all three of those games were the price of one game. And they yeah. had overhauled some stuff. Great value. Yeah. Um, all the DLC for people who, you know, like had almost uh, you know, all the DLC. Almost. <laughs> well, you, did, you didn't see the asterisk yeah. that I had like right here. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's how I feel about it. I think there are times and places where it makes a ton of sense and it's a great value and it brings a new audience in on what's still a fantastic title. And then I look at other cases and I'd go, come on, man. So yeah. <laughs> that's where I leave it. All right. Yeah. I've, I've, I've definitely got some uh, of your thoughts to expand on, but we'll give Kelsey a chance to, uh, add his uh, uh his opinions in here so just again remakes in general what are your general thoughts when you're looking at or you know seeing remakes get announced um i think they're always a good idea um everything chris said makes a lot of sense i'm a little little more uh forgiving with like the last of us one um i think every game should be on every system so if if the only way they'll do it is to charge 80 dollars again like fine like it is greedy they don't need to charge that much for the game again for the third time they've done a little bit of work on it. Um, but I'm, I'm happy they keep coming out and they keep making them relevant. And I wish uh, everyone would be able to do that and just keep their, their catalogs kind of evergreen as long as they can. Cause even someone like just five years ago, like someone might've got into gaming since then they've never owned any of these consoles. They don't know what to grab. 
the more options the better especially a lot of these most of the stuff they remake are because there's a fan base behind them so it would be cool to see some more obscure stuff get remade but you know who knows if there's a market for that but uh, whenever it happens it's very exciting awesome yeah so so uh again since you guys both mentioned uh, last of us and uh uh like my immediate thought when i see you know last of us part one it's like okay well like you know naming wise it it makes sense because now it matches the last of us part two and it's you know like on you know current gen they're going to do it on pc which is awesome like pc native support for last of us one and i guess presumably last of us part two eventually um but yeah, when when you when you put it that way, Cal, with the first game coming out, I want to say in 2013, and with Last of Us Remastered being in 2018, yeah, it does seem like in the memory is like you know it's fairly recent. They've done it, but like you know it, it has been five years, and I see both points. I see Chris's point where it's like you can go get a PS4 disc and put it in your system and play the game, mm-hmm. um, and and that's the thing is like for the people who want to do that. They still have the option to do that. And for the person that's like, you know what? I don't have a mortgage. I want five more pixels in my game. I'm going to spend $90 on it. That person has that option too. So um, I, I really do see both points and, and both are valid. I tend to be more on like the 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 frugal side of things just because I don't have, you know, $90 to throw at every game that I want to play that comes out. But I also understand that prices drop relatively quickly. So like none of it makes me makes me, you know, gets me to the level of where I see something and I'm like, oh, I don't like this company doing that. Uh, unless it's Nintendo. And for some reason, like, then my blood starts to, like, move in that direction. Like, my my, fir- my initial reaction with um, uh, Metroid Prime Remastered mm-hmm. was, okay, and I hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, they were like, oh, it's, 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 it's coming out. It's coming out today. And I was like, oh yeah, Sega Saturn. Awesome. Just do it now. (laughs) And then, um, it's, and then it's going to be 40 bucks. And I'm like, all right. I mean, like that's, that's a chunk of change. Let's see what it looks like. And then I think when they said like, oh, also it's going to be physical. I was like, oh, like everyone's going to be happy with this. And then I kind of thought about it and I'm like, man, I mean, 40 bucks. Like imagine if they put out all three of them. And they were like, dude, Metroid Prime Remastered Trilogy on Switch out today on the eShop for $119. And they'd be like, oh, that's terrible. would be like, no, 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 it's only 40 bucks a game, right? And my, my initial thoughts were like the um, uh, the GameCube, uh, sorry, the Wii uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy released at retail for $50. To be super fair to Nintendo, because that's... Did it really release at 50 bucks? Because oh, it was 49.99. Yeah, I bought it. Oh, man. I bought it the day it came out at Best Buy. If it wasn't 49, it was 59. But it was like the price of because just, just I remember on the secondhand market, like immediately it was like 90 bucks at least. Yeah, because they didn't well, make any copies I, of it. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, I worked. So I worked at Best Buy when it came out. I saw it on the floor, and I was like, oh, I'll get it eventually. And I looked it up in the in the you know the inventory system. And, like, the day we had it, it said active. Really, like, if it wasn't, like, that week, it was the next week, I looked it up and it said discontinued. <laughs> and I bought it that day. So, but, yeah, it was, a like, a retail price game. Because it was in the metal and box was, like, and the whole thing. It was in the, yep, yeah, it was in the tin. I got, it, I, I got it in the other room. I'll, I'll, it's, it's, it's great. Um, so, uh, so, so, to be fair to them, it was very much i mean they did a little bit of work on it but the visuals were almost exactly like um gamecube they did bring widescreen support which 
to me, that's an, a very overlooked aspect of that game. When you go back and watch footage of that game, like square on a four by three, like with like the HUD and everything, like it's so hard to see anything. Like just adding that widescreen uh, uh, aspect to that game is is a really big deal. Um, and I'm not usually like remember when you were guys talking in the box art episode, like a trend will happen. And it's like, oh, this is what we're doing for a while. It's going to be like a 3D rendered character like on the box art. And it's like, guys, this looks awful. Well, that's the direction that the brass is pushing us, so we have to do it. So it reminds me a lot of like when they're like, oh, come on, guys, motion controls are the thing. You got to have motion controls <laughs> in your game. And then like it was like, like guys, we don't want to have motion controls in our game. So a lot of times it doesn't work, but then sometimes it does. And the motion controls in Metroid Prime uh, Trilogy on the Wii were spot on awesome. It was exactly how you'd hope it would work. Like if you got towards the edge of the screen, it would like turn the aspect. But like if it was in the middle, it would just be like a cursor, like almost like in Mario Galaxy, if you're like collecting, you know, like uh, <laughs> Star stars or something. But yeah, it was, um, so yeah, it's like, and so in that case, again, I see it both ways. It like would have been awesome if they were like, hey, trilogy for 50 bucks, just like we've done in the past, but like, seeing how good the remake looks and how much effort they put into it and in chatting with trav on um the discord uh uh one of us said i forget which one it was we went back and forth uh one of us was like uh could you imagine if like this was the plan to do like each of them to trickle them out like over the course of like a few years to kind of like you know like get people hyped for four and was like, yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was the plan. <laughs> and then at the same time, like you just haven't heard anything about four in a while, so that's a whole mm -hmm. whole other show probably. But uh, but yeah, so um, when you guys decide on uh, you know like whether or not you're into a remake or not, is it a different thought process than when you're just deciding about you know like is this game for me? Um, I guess it would make a difference based on did you play the original or did you not? Is it one that you've always wanted to play or, or not? Is it one that you've played, but you're like, oh, I'm not particularly feeling an itch. So is, is the, do I purchase a remake thought process in your head different, you know, than, than just other games? We'll, we'll start with Chris again. Sure. Yeah. Um, it is. And like, I'll give you an example, like Resident Evil 2 remake. That mm. a remake is awesome. But I'd already played Resident Evil 2, so I just waited until it got cheap. Because I'm like, I already know the story. I don't need. I don't have to hurry. Right? I'm in no rush. I, I, I already know the thing. I can just wait for it to get cheap. That's kind of like Dead Space, like this remake. Uh, yep. I loved the first Dead Space game. I'm going to wait till it gets cheaper, because I already played it. Yep. I, I will buy it again and play it, but I like it $30 or something, you know? I, because that's the value proposition for me. I already know it. I've been there. Yep. For somebody new, though, if they say, like, should I go out and get the new Dead Space remake now? Is, is that I've never played Dead Space. I'm like, totally. Go for it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do it. Yep. So I have, to, I have to ask a follow-up. Just bringing it back to the series that we know that you buy, no matter what comes out on it. So something like a uh, Dark Souls, that your thought process on that is different where it's not oh you know what i've already played it i know how it's gonna be i'm gonna you know i'm gonna wait a while so is it just different because that's your series or does some other uh you know thing come into it as far as like you know who's involved in the development or you know like what it you know what you think it's gonna do for you or kind of thing like that well there's only been two of them 
So there was Dark Souls Remastered, which, to be honest, really wasn't. It was that was <laughs> really just we upresed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, I, I was thinking of Demon Souls. Yeah, and I was, I'll, if I'll get I said to Dark yeah. Souls. Um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, Dark Souls Remastered, you know, um, was just an upres. But it's fine though because it was also kind of in that. You know, you again, you were in that early PS3 kind of 360 kind of time where mm-hmm. didn't always look great. And so at least yeah. up-resing <laughs> things looks better. And it makes it more fun to play. Mm-hmm. And they fixed a couple of technical issues. Now, Demon Souls Remaster, yeah, that was on a whole nother level. So yeah. I, I think for me, those situations are, I know I'm going to have an incredible amount of fun playing it, right? Like, this is, you know, your destiny or, or whatever, right? That thing that you just go, I don't even have to think about this. I know I'm going to love all my time with this. And that's usually the way I go with games. Like, if I know up front I'm going to enjoy all of it, here's my money, right? Right up front, day one, mm-hmm. here you go. You can have yep. it. And mm-hmm. I'm in. Um, but like I said, like the other ones, I have no doubt I'm going to enjoy the Dead Space remake. I've heard great things about it. Everybody's kind of gushing over it. They said they've tweaked a couple things. But, again, um, I mean, I know they say it's like it's been 10 years, but it's true. But in my head, 10 years is really not that long ago, and I still remember most of the story. So that's why I feel like I can wait. Because, to me, playing that is not going to be I love every minute of the gameplay. It's going to be, mm. oh, yeah, this was cool. Yeah. So... Yeah, that I, makes and sense. so uh, I, so same thing. I've got something to expand on that, but I I will not uh, cut Kate, uh, Kelsey off on his time. So so same thing. So Kel, when you're when you're making that decision, and you're in the store and you're deciding on games. Is there something specific that you're looking out for on a remake, or like how is that uh, the process different when you're deciding if that's the purchase you're going to make or a game you're going to play? Yeah, if it's just a re-release um, and it's like like Metroid, like it's a graphical overhaul, but there's no new content or it's not a significant departure i'm more inclined to be like chris and, and wait for that deal and like i've played this or i want i i care enough to try and find the original copy and i'll, I'll just play it that way it's not until they like add something to it like the uh uh like resident evil 2 is talking about that game's drastically different than the original resident evil 2 uh it's like a reimagining um something like the new shadow of the colossus like i love that game i was not in a rush to get the remake because i'm because it was so close to the original and how they did it it just looked a little prettier yep. Yep. Uh, the shin megami series when they re-release a game they typically add a lot of content so those ones i tend mm-hmm. to shell out for a little quicker I've actually got a copy at my old store of uh, Shin Megami Strange Journey Redux for the 3DS. I'm going to go pick up in a couple days uh, because it's got extra content in it. And when they did all their other DS to 3DS like remasters, they added like, here's a new chapter, here's a new character. We've added voice acting. Like they, they put stuff in it. Same with the Persona games. Every time they remake mm-hmm. those, they add like... A new character, new playable character, new uh, social links, uh, new dungeons, like that kind of stuff. So then I'll I'll shell it out a little bit sooner for those kind of things. Awesome, yeah. So so for me, um, it's uh, it 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 does go both ways. I do find that it 
it more often than not is something that I have played before that I'm like, uh, you know, have been thinking about, oh, it'd be nice to play that again. Like it happened to us with Mass Effect uh, uh, Legendary where they'll announce it and I'm like, oh, I've been thinking about that. I should, I'll, I'll get that. And then Metroid Prime, oh, I've been thinking about that. <laughs> like, I'll get that. Um, it's uh, And then once in a while, it's for a thing on a platform that I didn't have at the time. And like, now I have the platform and it's like, oh, like now, you know, just say I'll play the, play the better version. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, what I'm, what I'm usually looking for is, you know, like it's, it's a, and, and sometimes you don't even know because like with uh, something like a kingdom hearts, like I love kingdom hearts so much that like I was going to get like the one and two HD remake regardless. And then you play it and it's just, it's everything like you wanted. Like it looks great. It feels great. And one of my favorite things is then going and like looking at older footage <laughs> and you're like, Oh my God, I did not realize how bad this looked or not even how bad it looks, how, how much the, you know, the resolution change or the aspect ratio change makes a difference. And it really is. And like, you look at it and you're like, I played it like that. Like how did I <laughs> do that on a 13 inch CRT in my room? How can I even read that? Yeah. Um, so I, I really, I really do enjoy that feeling. Um, uh, and it, it probably is, it probably is. I'm, I'm chasing that feeling of like, oh, I really hope this is as good as it was the first time I played it. Uh, which is why a remake that's like, like you said, like a complete reimagining, it's like a little bit scary because it's like, oh, you because oh, like you it's know, terrifying. But when they nail it, it's the best yeah, feeling. Th because they because they they're taking like their lightning in a bottle thing that like you or you know a bunch of people like love, and okay, take this, completely change it, but retain the essence of what everyone loves about it <laughs> yeah. that is like indescribable. Go, <laughs> it's, it's it doesn't seem like it would be an easy thing to do. So, but like you said, when they nail it, it's great, and I, and like that's the feeling that you're going for when you when you chase those remakes. So, so yeah, so uh, uh, so uh, this is one that I threw in here just because uh, um, I I know how how much you know not just us but a lot of people we have certain developers and certain people that we like and we follow um and it's not always possible because the og developer isn't always still around or like you know the rights for the games change but if the original developer or publisher or creator of a game is not involved in the remake um, is that a deal breaker for you and this is also a little bit of a tricky one because a lot of times a company is contracted to like do the remake and I don't know how much, you know, communication there is between the team that made it versus the team that's doing the remake. And can they help them out? Can they get some direction there? But what are your guys' thoughts on, um, you know, if if the original team or, or developer or publisher is not involved um, in putting this thing out? Uh, Chris, we'll go back to you again. Yeah, I that's a... That's a red flag for me most of the time. <laughs> um, not to say that they can't pull it off. Sometimes they do. But I, it, I really pay more attention when they say, we've gone back and we've brought these people in. And they were there. Ooh, okay. Right? Even call. if they don't do all the work, right? Like here, like again, I'll go back to Tactics Hookers. I just finished it, right? They brought, you know, mm. Matsuno, who was kind of involved. He's back as in that, right? And he had some say mm -hmm. about some things. So that leads credence to me to go like, okay, all right. So mm. I can feel kind of comfortable about this. Um, whereas sometimes like, yeah, you like to say like, I don't know. It's just some 
Croatian team that we found and to uprez this thing. And yeah. you're kind of like, Ugh. yeah. So, so, so you do look for that pedigree a little bit. And a lot of time, and the, there are some developers that are kind of like, they get their foot in the door with some of these, like, you know, contract jobs and remakes, and then they go on to do other things. But there's, you know, a couple of really well known teams that, like, oh, that's those are the guys that put a game from one thing onto another well, thing. Well, like Blue Point, right? So mm-hmm. yep. we can talk about, like, uh, you know, Blue Point did, like, that Shadow of the Colossus one for Sony, mm-hmm. and then they did Demon Souls for Sony. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, when I heard it was Blue Point, not from involved in that mm. there was a part of it that went oh god right <laughs> and what got me off that cliff though was when they said we've retained the entire engine for the game and haven't changed any of it mm. we're just redoing some of the graphics and a couple of the movement effects and i went mm-hmm. okay you haven't screwed the gameplay yep. up now you can go um yeah i think that matters a lot sometimes i mean sometimes right. you can't um, and sometimes things are can be spiritual. Like, okay, like when you give Jeff Minter like a Tempest title to do or something, right? No, it's not the same thing, but you know what you're getting in that situation, right? It's not the original people. Right. But this is something I, I kind of know where they're going with something like that. Right. I, I like your comment a lot about, like, we've gone back, like, uh, it, it reminded me of um, when... Now, this is the early days of Kickstarter. This was like the third or fourth Kickstarter that like maybe ever happened, or at least like the first <laughs> one that I was aware of. But remember when uh, uh, Double Fine uh, and uh, Tim um, uh, Schaefer, uh, they came out, they're like, we're going to do Double Fine Adventure. And in, in like that first video where they're introducing it and they were like, like we went, we went, and we got Ron Gilbert. Like he's gonna help. <laughs> and they played it off as a joke, where he's like, "You're gonna help, right, Ron?" And like stone face, he just shut the office door. And then like Tim was like, "He's gonna help." <laughs> so, well, but like, know, is it kind of like, like I got that big laugh at that that Deadpool video a little while back. Remember, like Deadpool sitting there, you, he's on the couch, wanna, he's talking yeah, about want, like why play Wolverine again. Yeah, like why, <laughs> hey, 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 Hugh. Uh, or yeah. not you, but you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, 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 like that kind of thing, right? You get like a little laugh, but you're like, okay, no, he's there. Okay. Oh, oh, they're doing a yeah. thing. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. I like it's, it's. I hadn't really thought about that in a while, but like, yeah, it's like, well, it's like, oh, this is the guy that did this, and the guy that did this, and oh, he went and got the guy that did that. Oh, okay, they're serious. <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right, so Kel, um, well, maybe I guess maybe we should expand this question and not just say. Um, if the original is not involved, so let's just let's ex- you can also answer that obviously, but let's also add uh, remake red flags. Anything <laughs> that stands out to you? Because I like the way that Chris uh, phrased that. Um, I don't follow the development of remasters close enough to catch red flags or like even know if the original team's involved. I just kind of wait until it's out and then. Mm. I listen to feedback like the recently I got a friend who's really into the Tales series and the Tales of Symphonia HD remaster thing just mm-hmm. came out and oh my goodness I've never heard people trash a remaster like this bad in quite a while wow. uh, apparently it's it's worse in every way they're like you've demastered this game like it is not <laughs> functional like it was even on the GameCube back in the day um so yeah i typically don't grab them at launch uh like the only one i got 
really close to launch recently was that mm-hmm. Resident Evil 2. Because uh, mm-hmm. that one I followed a little more and just everything I saw, I'm like, this looks just like I remember it, even though, you know, it obviously didn't look like that in the 90s. Um, that one's <laughs> I love it in that game, too, that they let you switch to the the PS1 skin for your characters if you want to, just so you can totally tell yourself, like, okay, God, yeah, no, it it didn't look anywhere near in my what my memory said it looked like. I didn't do that because I didn't want to shatter those memories <laughs> but like i was playing uh diablo 2 uh remake uh, with some friends a few months back and i played the whole game in the original graphics mode and the people i was playing with uh, didn't even realize that was an option i'm like oh yeah you just push i think it was like g or something and i'm like it switches like on the fly you can check them both out and they all hit g after i told them that and every one of them like was making throw up sounds into their mic. Like, how are you playing on this? Like, I can't look at this anymore. I'm like, this is just how Diablo's always looked to me. The new one feels odd, and I like the old one. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's, and that's usually a really good feature too. I it's um that speaking is my of favorite uh, feature. Yeah. I would I okay, yeah. the one thing I wish every single remaster and remake ever does is have a full playable version of the original game in its unaltered state. And then yep. have the remake next to that. Like, have them both there. Yep. And if possible, I know it's more performance because they have to run side by side. There are games that you can hit a toggle. So you don't have to do it from a menu. You could just be in the game and flip. And it's that one and then flip and goes to the blows other. blows my mind. I don't expect that uh, ever. But when it can happen, yeah, it's that, amazing. So that that's the premium version. And I've read interviews uh, with developers and they're like, we never like promised this because we didn't know if we could do it. And then once we like sat down and we're like, we like we could do this. So Halo um, Anniversary did this. Yeah. It's a, it's it's the same thing. Like when you when you flip that button, you're like, I remember playing the OG and and just looking down at the grass and looking around and just like now it's like a meme where like I I'd look at someone in the room and I was like. I, I don't think it'll ever look better than this. This is like as good as I've ever seen. And then like you go back and like you said, you look at and you flip to the old one and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. And um, the, um, the LucasArts, um, like the, uh, the Monkey Island uh, uh, remakes, remasters did this, but it's kind of expected because it's not like a heavy performance thing. But when you can do it with something that's got like, really really yeah. high graphical like, performance they made so many changes in resident evil 2 i don't think that would even be possible but it would be really awesome if they had an original like ps1 playable version of that game included yeah. in there and, and you know what i would do if i was on the dev team which i'm definitely not is you would in the game like find a playstation one like in <laughs> like the uh the police station and fire it up yeah. you gotta, then, you gotta yeah, find the disc in one room and the memory card yep. in another room it's like its own puzzle yep I know you guys aren't Naughty Dog fans, but if you I'm play the beginning, oh, sorry then, uh, uh, Chris. I know you're not a Naughty Dog fan, but if you ever borrowed uh, Uncharted Four, Rings of, from what are you someone, talking about? Rings of Power on the Genesis was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uncharted Rings? No, they, oh, that was the like one of their so, first games, like Rings of Power on the Genesis. So Uncharted Four, there's a scene in the beginning of it where Nathan is sitting down with his. Uh, uh, lady friend to use uh, Big Lebowski's uh, parlance, and um, they're they they're playing PlayStation, and they fire up Crash Bandicoot, 
and you were just playing Crash Bandicoot, like, legit, on a PlayStation. And I was like, that's a really cool thing to do because <laughs> you can do it. I also really like in Metal Gear 4 where you just are in PS1 graphics mode because it's a flashback to Shadow Moses. Like, <laughs> one of my favorite, like, flashback uh, scenes ever. That's another, another uh, uh, the, the D-Masters. <laughs> I like that term. So, uh, so yeah, so, so good stuff. So, um, so we got through the, uh, some red flags. Um, do we have, uh, Chris, are there any recently played remakes that you want to shout out? Or are there any in your backlog that you're hoping to get to that you haven't mentioned yet? Well, I've already talked about, you know, the one I've just gotten through and, and kind of mm-hmm. what's on the, the docket at some point in time. Um, but outside of that, I, I can't think of any that I've got currently like backlogged um, other than the ones that are just things I picked up over the years that I probably should have unwrapped at some point and I haven't <laughs> at this point in time I'm not gonna um, yeah like you were talking like that we you know the Metroid Prime trilogy I've still got a sealed copy of that you know Good for at you. this point in time I'm not gonna open that thing up um, yeah figure something else you out. might need a root canal at some point uh, there you go right there you um, go <laughs> but I mean I, I I do like a few of these things that I'm seeing, and I think they're okay. Like I said, the Dead Space, um, I would hope maybe at some point in time they'll they'll do a Dead Space 2 remaster, and then I hope mm. that they can just expunge Dead Space 3 from ever existing. <laughs> like, they just need to come right out and just tell everybody up front, we are yeah. never going back to that. It doesn't exist. It's not canon. Just forget it ever happened. But they can but do what if, like what if Terminator they and have like a split timeline and do like another Dead Space three, and that can be the true timeline. Yeah, thank you know God, I mean? just something, please, just Dead Space Cal. So, but what if they did? What if they gave you like you know? Because Dead Space the 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 remake slash remaster, uh, it's from what I'm hearing fairly true to the original, like upgraded, like all that stuff. So what if they kept the first two true and they were like three is a complete remake and it's going to be like super no. different. Would you be no. so still just out of I your memory? I can't tell you how unsatisfying three was, and totally wow. like just went on a tangent that mm. was wrong. It was just it was wrong okay. at the time. It was a product of its time where they wanted to do something that really didn't belong, and it should just was it was it a genre swap? No, it was okay. let's do a buddy co-op, uh, online oh, buddy co-op. Gear, okay. Interesting. Um, and I played it with a friend I, I, like that. I don't remember hearing that. I played it with a friend like that. And, like, yeah, it, that, the game that shall not be named. Let's just forget it ever existed. That's, that's better. too bad. But right. I, I think that'll be, hopefully, I'll, that's I'll, the plan. I'll make you keep talking about right? it. Hopefully, that's the plan yeah. is they'll say, look, <laughs> because one and two were so fantastic. Right. We deserve a really good, maybe at some point, really good Dead Space 3. Mm. Not anything right. that was even approached. Just forget that other one ever happened. Right. And just start over. It, it's similar It's it's similar when I joke about the Cars movies. Cars 1 is fantastic. Please forget 2 ever existed. Cars 3. Yeah, it's like and those... the Cars 3 movie starts from where Cars 1 ended. Like, it, it does that, ignore, you know, that middle... <laughs> it's like those, those memes, right? Where it says, like, uh, like, you are the greatest, not you... You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like that. Yeah, let's. Uh... That's awesome. <laughs> but not, you know, I I can't think of any others up front that besides 
the Dead Space one. I don't know. Maybe there's some other ones mm-hmm. that are announced that I'm not aware of, but I I would really hope I, I put that out there. I really hope that they'll do a Tactics, Final Fantasy Tactics remake. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see some modern quality of life features to bring that game back. A, bu- a buddy, uh, like the, a parent of one of the kids in my kids, a scout thing at the um, uh, Pinewood Derby today, he's a big big sony gamer um and he's just one of these guys it's like his hobby it's like how he relaxes but he buys like as much as possible like the day it comes out and i'm like i can never even get through this oh no like i get through it so he like the chrono cross remake bought it finished it um you know yeah he's he's just super into it and um so i mentioned to him that i started final fantasy 4 i'm not sure i'm gonna stick with it and he was like you know if you can find a copy or emulate it or whatever and i told him yeah like i'll do it on the steam deck and he said, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. He said, I feel like it's underrated. He's like, I hope they would like bring it back. And I was like, really? Like, I don't hear a whole lot of people like ever mentioning it. It's not it. a Final Fantasy I, game. Yeah. So, uh, and I then I said, um, I, I, I was mistaken it for a sec. Like, I was like, I was like, isn't that the one that was on uh, GameCube? And he was like, what? And Crystal I was like, Chronicles. Crystal Chronicles. And he was like, I forgot that existed. He's like, that game was terrible. And they did remaster that a couple years back. Did they? And I don't remember that. it was a that. mess on the Switch. Yeah, it was oh. not a good version, apparently. Speaking yeah. of though. Well, we were, it was funny. We were. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say we were talking about like games that like may or may not like get remasters or like what might come back. And then he said, he said they didn't call it a remake or remaster, but he said I bought, I got the Final Fantasy three on the DS when they did that, like uh, or back in the DS time. And he's like, he's like it wasn't great, but it was like cool to you know go play this game that I hadn't played before. Like at least there was that. So well, speaking of yeah, we're I guess we're talking about these. So Pixel remasters are coming out on yeah. console and. I've got that yep. pre-ordered, so it'll be June or whatever when that comes out. I am looking forward to playing through those again. So sure. I, I think, again, that's a great situation where it's, what, six games for 80 bucks or $90 or whatever it is. And to me, again, mm-hmm. it's six games. I, I'm fine with that. And mm-hmm. I yep. am in the mood to go back and play those, so that's an easy buy for yep. me. I, a lot of content. I yeah. think it's interesting the way they've gone, though, because like Kelsey was talking about how like these games, well, they'll add extra. Here's a release. We'll add extra content, extra content. Like you're playing the PSP version of Final Fantasy IV, extra content. Yeah. And yep. with they've done that a lot with those for those Final Fantasy games, but now with Pixar Master, like no, 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 all that extra junk we tacked on before, it's all gone. We're just giving you back to the original what it yep. is. So <laughs> sometimes I think I can't blame because usually those extra dungeons are not the highest quality of things. Right. So right. So, uh, so Kelsey, I'm sorry. I think I might have cut you off on that question. Um, um, did we talk about your uh, any recently played remakes or anything in the backlog or coming up? Um, well, I mentioned it to Diablo with some buddies. Uh, finished out of the Colossus a few months back, Resident Evil 2 and 3. But I think the most recent one I probably did was the Yakuza Kiwami when we did our backlog thing. Mm. Yep, I remember. Yeah. Yep. Now, I can't remember. Has, has Shadow been done redone twice also? Just like they have the HD one bundled on that's the PS3, what it was. It was the HD yeah. collection, and then there was it, yep, I think it was bundled it was. with Ico, something like mm, that. You're right. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, so it was Diablo, um, and uh, uh, that's right. The uh, the Yakuza, which sometimes I forget mm. uh, when when games don't have um, 
remastered in the title sometimes like it slips my mind they're like oh that's that's that maybe kiwami is japanese for like some sweet pun that has to do with remasters (laughs) and and yakuza's i really hope it stands for remastered (laughs) 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 that's gonna be that's gonna be the title of this episode now it's gonna be collector collector cash remastered obey your remaster (laughs) god uh that's 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 great what about you bill uh so for recently played obviously i mentioned the metroid prime uh trilogy which i'm very close to completing number one i'm really gonna try to stick with it and you know get through at least a chunk of number two and eventually i'd like to play number three do you count that though Um, do you count like a fan hack as a real remaster Oh no, no! So it's not a fan hack. So I'm playing the GameCube. Um, it's it's the GameCube ISO. It's just I'm um, playing. So Prime hacks. It's so it's not. A, it's it's a. Um, so if you take the Dolphin emulator and you just load the Metroid Prime trilogy disc onto it, it'll work. There might be like some you know some hiccups here and there because the emulator is designed to run like all the games. So someone's taken the emulator. And just specific, like, made changes so that it runs Metroid Prime Trilogy perfectly and maybe not like other games so well. So it's the legit um, uh, official GameCube ISO file that it's reading and emulating. Um, It's just needs to that um, little bit of custom, uh, uh, you know, programming and, and, you know, to to run flawlessly. And it does some other things. that I didn't realize it was going to do. So you know how when you're emulating a game, or maybe you guys don't know this, when you're emulating <laughs> a game, <laughs> uh, you know how sometimes it'll show you like on the control screen, it's like, oh, press Y3 or, you know, press the Z button on the, you know, the GameCube controller. So Prime Hacks can tell that you're running it on a Steam Deck. So it inputs the correct button on the screen, which is awesome. So I don't have to think in my mind, oh man, what is Z mapped to? What's ZL? What's ZQ? What's you know ZR? It's just like <laughs> my Steam buttons, like you know, like 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 L1, R2, you know, like the back paddle buttons, whatever. Or you know, like it'll show you like the icon of the hamburger button, you know, for the map, or the um, you know the view button for the um, uh, the to go to scans. So just the fact that that's all in there, I don't have to, you know, kind of think of it. So that's another product of hacks. And just for fun, I fired up Prime Hacks on the PC where I use a, um, a 360 controller or a DualSense, and it shows the buttons for those. And that's just a, a function of the this branch of the emulator. Um, so yeah, I, uh, so that's the long way to answer it, but I do consider it. Uh, legitimately playing the game even though i have like a little quality of life improvement things that are based around uh, the emulation for it um so i I do i would like to get through um echoes and corruption eventually it might be similar to final fantasy where i take a short break and do something else and come back to it um so ones that are uh in the backlog i've got um i don't own it yet so i can't consider it a backlog game but like the number one game that i look for a deal on at all times is final fantasy 7 remake um i've seen deals on it before but i mean nothing that ever is like you know in my brain i'm like man the, the game is x years old like why should it be like 69 dollars for you know final fantasy remake integrate I'm kind of holding out for a Steam version because I do want to be able to play it on the deck. If I have to bite the bullet and just, you know, get it on console, like just grab a PS4 disc that I can upgrade to the PS5 version, I'll do that. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's the one that's kind of like on my radar. But uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before. Usually, if a if a game is on my radar, as like if a remake's on my radar, I'm much more. I, I feel like I'm more likely to go after that game quicker than just any other random game that I'm like, oh, I'll wait till that's you know twenty thirty bucks. Part of it is the value prop, like you said, you know, like six games for eighty bucks or whatever it is. Mass Effect, three games for fifty dollars. Like even if it drops to twenty or thirty bucks, I'm not gonna feel bad about finishing all three of those games like redone for fifty dollars. So like let's just do it. Um, but uh, a, a lot of it has to do with chasing that feeling, right? Like that feeling that I felt the first time I played it. Like I will, I will pay for that feeling again. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing imminent that I can immediately think of. Uh, so yeah, just, just that, that one backlog one, the final fantasy one. Uh, so moving on, we just got a, a couple more of these left before we, uh, wrap things up. Um, and, and this is always a tough one. I know because, uh, we all have games that we love and we'd, you know, probably love to play again. You want to see it done, right? Are there any games from previous generations that you'd love to see get a remake Obviously, ones that haven't already been remade, <laughs> because then we'd be, uh, you know, then in the same, in same boat as some of these. Skyrim exactly. territory. <laughs> so, uh, uh, once again, we'll start with uh, Chris. Is there anything that, uh, if the news popped, you're like, I'm there. I'm on board. Just give me that remastered game. It's going to probably, one of these is going to probably be like a duh and also sound dumb at the same time. <laughs> um, I think if they did a real... Dark Souls Remaster, I would be in in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I say that even that's the dumb part is there already is one, but it really isn't. I mean, <laughs> it's really just you know some pixels. Yeah, it's a little higher res yeah. and it runs a little better and it's on a mo- more modern system. Um, but if they did the the Demon Souls remake treatment to it, then the treatment, yeah, that's the exact just, word I was because getting. in those games the worlds are amazing. So yeah, I would totally pony up for for something like that again um i already mentioned tactics you know so final fantasy tactics in that same vein um i would really love uh shining force 3 like a complete like all three Mm. of those games right because we never got the other two to be put into one collection and in a looking nice just do a graphic overhaul but keep me the same content um i really i i think that would be a pretty cool one to bring on board very cool pardon me so the uh it's it's surprising because i feel like there should have been some sort of final fantasy you know tactics or um were you talking specifically uh final fantasy tactics or uh yeah. yeah, it's. I feel like there should have been at some point. Somewhere. I mean, they did um, the Final Fantasy Tactics uh, A two or whatever it was for Game Boy Advance. It wasn't really exactly a remake. Um, and then they did the PSP version of Final Fantasy mm. Tactics War of the Lions again. Mm. But okay, so again, now we're. Even at this time, I mean, even now those yeah. systems are old, right? Mm-hmm. So I want a good home port of those. That, yep. that looks, and you don't have to change it. Like you watch, if you look at what I was just playing, Tactics Ogre, the graphics are just a nicer version of those old PS One Super Famicom graphics. Mm-hmm. 
you don't have to redo them all. Just again, yeah. make it convenient. Make put in some modern features so I can, you know, I can save whenever I want and you know speed yeah. the battles up and do some yeah. other stuff. Yeah, that's. Um, I think those would be. I good. just thought of another Chris. I just thought of another Chris Red Flag. If they <laughs> released, uh, uh, if they announced an, a Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, like Reborn. And they were like now with procedurally generated oh God, no. uh, levels. <laughs> I, okay, I'm gonna riff for a second, and I feel bad. Um, so my my middle kiddo, and Kelsey would be happy. And I mentioned this already, is really into Hades right now, like really into playing. Sweet, Hades. Uh, playing it Smart a lot, kid. talking about it a lot, and it's been like singing the the, the soundtrack's awesome. I hope he's walking around like. Just humming everything. So I'm, I'm getting the, Dad, you you have to play this. You have to at least try it. You have to at least try it. And I'm going, okay, I'll try it. I'm, I'm just warning you up front. These are these things about these games I generally don't like, so don't... If I don't want to keep playing it, I'm not trying to say anything about how much you love this game. I'm just saying these are these things that are, don't interest me. So I haven't played it yet. You know, I, I'm going to probably have to deal with that situation. But I've watched lots of it being played. Yep. But having watched it, uh, I'm probably going to have to I've, I've got some, Yeah. I've had similar uh, conversations where my kids will just be playing a game. And you know how when you're playing a game and you're just loving everything about it and they just turn to me and they're like, Dad, don't you love Minecraft? And I'm like, I love that you love it. It, it warms my heart that you love this game. And I don't, I don't let it go. And then they're like, yeah, but like, don't you love Pokemon? I'm like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you're into it. Honestly, I'm, yeah. I just, nothing makes me happier than sitting here. Yeah. We're both hanging together. I'm playing one thing. You're playing another. Everything's cool. We're sitting there playing games earlier today. And uh, uh, my oldest uh, doesn't even say it to anyone in particular. He just says out loud. He's like, he was like, uh, he was like, man, like, he said something like, first day of the weekend and it's already amazing or he said like <laughs> the weekend just started and it's already great you know because he had already you know wake up have some waffles pinewood derby and now we're home playing video games you know like just but that is like over the perfect like, weekend for someone his age totally yep and uh but yeah it's like it just like you when they're like hey don't you love this as much as i do and i'm like listen i don't want to start the whole thing like I don't have to love what you love. I'm just, I'm very yeah. happy that you're happy. Yeah. And, and that's why I also don't do the, I'm going to push the stuff from my childhood on you. Right. Because yeah, that it's special to and, me. Yeah. I was grew up at that point in time. If you're interested, I'll show you, but yeah. you have your own childhood. Right. Yeah. And, and I had to learn that I I'm guilty of not pushing on them, but like, listen, I really want to show you something I enjoyed when I was a kid. I hope you enjoy it. And they just, they just, don't always gravitate to it. So at first I was like, oh, that's a shame. What do you even plug the 32X like, into, Dad? This doesn't make sense. Yeah. All these extra cables. Why, why are there why are there more than one AV cable? You got to go out one into the other, out from back into this, this like one. like three and then power out plugs? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it mostly, honestly, it was, it's like cartoons. Like, I'm like, let me show you DuckTales. Let me show you Tailspin. Let me show you Gargoyles. Let me show you X-Men, you know, like, and they're like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm all right, you know, so it's, but after a little while, it's like, you know what? That's okay. They'll, they'll like what they like and like, but we'll have other things, but one, I think everyone goes through that. One of my all time, I've, I'm kind of 
where Chris is, where I don't push my kids. That if sometimes we have those little crossover moments where I'm like, sweet, mm. my son knows about Hero from Dragon Quest because of Smash Bros. and he's asking me about Dragon Quest, so boom, we can talk. But like mm. one of my favorite memories with with my kids was we came home from this really long drive, and I like I'm usually really good at hiding if I'm like tired or grumpy or something. But I guess I wasn't doing it that night, and my daughter picked up on it, and she was, like, maybe four at the time. So I was really impressed that she knew that first off. But she's like, I know what you need, Dad. And she, like, grabbed me by the hand as soon as we got in the door. Like, she's like, just leave your stuff up here. So I left the suitcase there. She took me downstairs, laid me on the couch, turned on Batman the Animated Series, and just, like, cuddled up with me. And she's like, this is what you want. And I'm like, this is what I want. This is great. That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that for both of you. Um, so I, I think we went off just like a little bit on, a, <laughs> on the expanding on some of Chris's things. So let me get back to uh, Kelsey. Um, and um, uh, were, were, were we still on uh, uh, recently? I think it was... Uh, things no, no, you'd you, like you, to have. Because you mentioned things you'd, like, like, things to you'd like to have. Yep. So I thought... Think, a, so things from previous gen. I thought gen. of three in particular. And I think that like the whole like mid 90s to early 2000s like you could basically throw a dart at any game in there and like it it could use a good remake from that time yeah (laughs) uh so some that i thought would be really good uh was the first devil may cry game i think just make it prettier like it still feels really good to play so just Mm. uh just give it the the demon souls graphical overhaul and uh, leave it Mm. alone otherwise uh that kind of goes to all of these uh rogue squadron I would mm. love that game to just look better and nothing else yeah. changed on it. I just want, I want the same missions. I want mm-hmm. all the jankiness same voices. Yeah. yeah. Everything else about it. The same. Uh, and, and the last one and the one that where I think they could tweak it a little more, maybe mess around with the controls and stuff is uh, twisted metal two. Um, mm. They could like redo those environments, make them different. If you want to, I think you have a little bit of wiggle room to uh, to play around with some of those levels, um, and but keep all the characters the same, all the the weapons and stuff. Maybe you could mess around with some weapons to add some stuff in there, uh, and just make it control a little smoother for kids nowadays. Because uh, you know you didn't have a joystick back then; it was just the D pad at the time. Yep. Um, <laughs> But, like, I remember being so excited to show my son Twisted Metal 2, and that was the first time where he's, like, he's staring at the same screen I am. He's, like, I can't tell what anything is. He's, like, what? what's a vehicle? What's a building? He's, like, this looks terrible. And I was, like, oh, really? <laughs> there are some games that are like that that I'd, like, remastered just because, like, the ideas in the game were cool, but, like, the gameplay was just janky back then. Because I'm thinking, mm. like, Killer7, right? Yeah, like the I, premises behind that game were so cool, but man, the gameplay was super jank. I remember fighting against the gameplay for so long. I'm like, I really want to like this, but it's not fun to play. No, that's it. Like, if you could just make the gameplay more fun, yeah, it was just a wild trip. But yeah. there are some of those games that deserve that kind of rework. I think yeah. to because some of those games, like, there's a nugget that's in there that's really good. It's just. Mm-hmm. If they, they some work. redid like the first No More Heroes, ooh, that that could be really good, I think, too. Because same thing, it's got great ideas. The combat's kind of lame in the first one. Did you play the PS3 version? I didn't, no. Okay. 
I just don't know if you'd like it more without waggle and all that stuff. <laughs> That's part of the joke, mm. though. <laughs> I, I, I get yeah. it. But, yeah. <laughs> so when I went back to try to see, like, you know, there's been a good amount of games that have been remade. Like, there's a lot of remakes out there because they make some dollars. And, you know, if they think uh, it's similar to sequels and that, you know, it's expensive to make games. It's not always a sure thing. This is more of a sure thing because brand recognition, people like it. You know, you'll get sales, blah, blah, blah. So um, it was kind of hard to find some that I I would like really, really be into a remake. But the two I kept coming back to, um, one of them is a JRPG that is only available on the Xbox 360. Um, It's called Lost Odyssey. So even though this game and to, to Chris's argument on Last of Us. So Lost Odyssey is on the backward compatible list where you can play it on a modern Xbox that has a disk drive if you have a physical copy and you can buy it on the Xbox marketplace for about $25 or less if it's on sale. So the reason why I think it's unlikely is because it's already kind of available and if people want to play it, they would, but it doesn't stop me from wanting just like a new like you know upgraded overhauled beautiful uh, version of this game because it is criminally underrated and i've never met a human being who's played it who didn't say this game is bananas awesome (laughs) so uh the other one is one that comes up quite often i feel like it's it's a game that gets mentioned and people are like oh yeah that'd be so cool i don't know if it's tied up in licensing or if they don't think it would do very well I really, really, really liked the legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Uh, uh, people will go nuts if they remaster that one. And man, like I think it was on PlayStation first, and then it came to Dreamcast, and I got the Dreamcast version. It looked awesome. I remember it being. I remember the voice acting being cool. I remember the puzzles being cool. It was kind of Metroidvania like in that, like you would get upgrades and get access to other areas, like. I just remember everything about it being cool. I went back recently when I was testing some Dreamcast games to sell and I started playing it. And the, the thing that just jumps out at you right away for a 3D, you know, like type game is it doesn't the Dreamcast controller doesn't have dual analog sticks. And I'm like, man, remember when you just had to like, you know, hit a button to like <laughs> recenter your like view or yep. whatever. And then and then I thought. Ooh, maybe I should look into the PlayStation version just for dual analog and then just do the up-res or whatever. So I Googled it, and it's like, yeah, even though the system had dual analog, like the game came out before the dual analog was the thing, so it wasn't developed with that. And there's threads that are people are like, oh, you can emulate it, and you can just map the D-pad to the right stick, so like you can, <laughs> you know, like kind of like fake it. Um, but that's one that. I, I do think people would go just slightly bananas for if there was a... And because there was a Soul Reaver 1, there was a Soul Reaver 2. So they could do a remaster collection, um, and I think it could do well. So, but yeah, those are the two that uh, I kept kind of kept coming back. I mean, there's there's others that you'd point to and say, oh, I'd like that, but like those are kind of the two that I keep, were at the top there, of the list. There keeps being rumors that there's going to be a Final Fantasy IX remake, and I don't mm. know how I feel about that. I feel like that's one I, yeah. where they're going to... Maybe mess around too much. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be nervous for all my friends that that's their favorite, which there's multiple. One that just popped into my mind when we were talking that I would think I would really like would be Vagrant Story. Oh, I was I was thinking Vagrant Story earlier when I was like looking at artwork um, for uh, when I looked up um, 
uh, the tactics uh, artwork. Like I looked at it and I was like, "Ooh, it like looks like vagranty with like the uh, like the pencil drawn like almost like look to it." But yeah, Vagrant is one that I bought like day it came out. Was super excited. Um, I got frustrated with breakable weapons. My first experience with breakable weapons. But yeah, overall, that's a solid, solid game. Good call. Yeah, because it's locked that PS One hardware. Mm. Has yeah. nobody seen hide or hair of it in a long time? I think they could work mm-hmm. out some of those problems that didn't make it as fun to play, and then it mm-hmm. could just be a great title. So, I, I, Good I, I kind of like, man, why did that just get kind of forgotten about? Uh, mm. And I mean, there's nothing stopping Square from doing something with that. Yeah. Pixel remaster, Vagrant story. And since Bill brought it up in our, our chat recently. Um, Xenogears would be a cool one uh, mm. to remake because they didn't get to finish it. They had to like rush the last chunk of the game out. So it's just, you're like playing the game and all of a sudden it's just like reading walls of text for like an hour to like do all the story they wanted to fill in. So if they could get some of the original team back there and like Monolith Soft's killing it with the Xenoblade Chronicles stuff lately, uh, just take some time to flesh out that last half of the game like they wanted and, and put it out again, I think people would love that. Yeah, and sometimes I wonder if something like that Chrono Cross remaster is kind of like testing the waters for like, okay, like if this works, like what else can we do? So like whenever something like that happens, I'm like, okay, like let's let's see like what happens. Because when I yeah. think another thing I was talking with the Trav about was I wonder if the, like so uh, Metroid Dread, I remember when it came out, was like, oh, it's like the fastest selling like standalone Metroid title and like in ever. Yeah. And like it would out it outperformed expectations. And everyone was kind of like, oh, like maybe this means that like Nintendo will pay attention, like do more Metroid stuff. And who knows if that's true behind closed doors, but like Metroid Prime remastered, it's like, oh, like, you know, you never know like wh- what they do that's successful pushes them in a direction. So I'd love to see more of those uh, uh, PS1 era. Um, uh, RPGs that maybe aren't as readily uh, accessible to people kind of become more accessible like that. Except for Final Fantasy IX. Be careful with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watch, you watch your language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So, um, all right. So those are the stuff we'd want to get remade. Um, I figured we'd, we wouldn't end with the slightly negative question. We'll end with a positive question. So here's the second to last question. We'll get the negative out of the way. Game that has been remade too many times. Let it go. <laughs> All right. Chris, you don't have to mention uh, Last of Us since we've already talked about it. You can if you want to. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you feel free. Uh, anything you want to mention that you feel has been beaten to the ground. Uh, I'm going to say this and probably people will be surprised. Street Fighter 2. C- come on, come on, man. What? Come on, man. <laughs> I mean... Every time. But every new generation, there's another buzzword they can throw on the end of it. No, that's the problem is I wish they would have just stopped it at some point. But they like, yeah, they just keep like, oh, no, we're just going to go back one more time. And just a little bit of uh, like, oh, man, they just can't let Street Fighter 2 just be Street but Fighter 2. It's ultra turbo HD now. No, remember like they did. Okay. <laughs> turbo HD Like remix. they had that or whatever. Right. And they, like, yeah, they did like the HD the, where they oh we got the udon guys to redraw all the sprites okay and then they did uh whatever the one on the switch right with well oh, we're putting violent ken in here this is yep. the only version that's gonna have violent <laughs> ken 
that's his rapper name <laughs> and then they have now like for these new collections they have like the whatever like the 30th anniversary edition or whatever okay guys just let's lock it down <laughs> right just lock down what street fighter 2 is you can keep selling it to people it's still a good game yeah. <laughs> you don't need to to do something to it every single time you put it out again right but but did you play the first person mode or the co-op oh mode? god no please <laughs> no god please no i played both of those they're interesting <laughs> i think i played first person mode. like everybody i was like i'm gonna put first person mode on i'm gonna do a hurricane kick i'm gonna throw up i'm gonna turn it off <laughs> <laughs> but you can probably do that in vr soon huh yeah uh, yeah, they even had. Well, it's funny that you say that they had like a VR game of Street Fighter Two at one of the Capcom events. Did they really? Yeah, it was like the uh, it was like the mini games from Street Fighter Two, right? like where you had to like break the beat barrels the and beat the, the car, car and all that. Oh, that's they cool. had kind of like a thing like that. Um, good, good way to break your fist on your wall. Well, it was just you know, VR. You just people, uh, you know, but yeah. Uh, an, an Indianapolis man was arrested today after no, beating an his... Indianapolis man. <laughs> Indianapolis. <laughs> but, That's yeah, I, I love you, Capcom. I love Street Fighter 2. That's a fantastic game. Please stop changing it. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> All right. Kel, what are you... I mean, you seem to be a pretty positive guy in general. I can't imagine what game you would say. Please stop doing this, but let's hear it. I, I don't have one. Like, I think... They should cool. remake everything all the time for every new console and platform that comes out. But should they don't, tweak don't it? Do they have to tweak That's it awesome. every time? Or if, just, if just re-release just, it? If they're just adding stuff, but the original's still there, you know, mess around with whatever you want. But as long as there's an original version of the thing there, that that's the most important thing, I think. Okay. Awesome. So it sounds like you're totally in favor uh, that all games should have uh, adjustable difficulty. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I got no problem with that. Just <laughs> trying to go back to the debate from a million years yeah. ago and win. Add, add, add an easy mode, says Kelsey. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's it's well, it's funny because there is a um, I, I'm watching uh, this YouTube uh, um, uh, the the inked uh, the tattoo uh, YouTube channel, and they'll ask these artists questions at shows like, oh, like what? Like the question was like, what fandom needs to like stop getting tattoos? Like, what are you like sick of doing? And if, I, so I heard that question, and I was like, oh crap! Like here they come. They're, they're coming for us like they're going to be oh, Star Wars, Harry Potter, you know, like any of those things. And to my surprise and uh, delight, almost everyone they asked were like none. Like like to Kelsey's point, like like everything, like people should get what they want, like whatever people want, like whatever people love. Let them let them keep can, getting it. Let them. Keep can we maybe it. all agree that like knuckle tattoos can stop like words on the knuckles? Can we stop that? So maybe? I, I I I grabbed I grabbed Sarah's hands because I've been like teasing her, like oh we got to get you some tattoo and she's she really she does want to get some like some flowers um on her arm, um but I grabbed her knuckles and I'm like counting them and I was like ooh gardener. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I'm all for doing we'll whatever say, you like with your body. I love it. Uh, yeah. Knuckle tattoos with words. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe we're past it's it. It's definitely, it's definitely a certain style. <laughs> um, so for me, I'm also so just like Chris mentioned a game that he is in love with and is very happy with, but would just prefer to not see it remade for his refrigerator screen. Uh, I am gonna go ahead and mention a game that I love and adore to death, and I start 
you know, a new character in this game, like every like six to 15 months. Uh, Skyrim, <laughs> we have enough copies of Skyrim. <laughs> There's enough. Uh, and it's, uh, you're it's, not ready for getting, the 11th anniversary getting, edition. I mean, it's gotta be any minute it's, now, but it's starting November to get 11, me angry. Not November. It's, it's starting to get me angry because it used to be for a while. It's like, okay, I own, I owned it. And I upgraded all of the DLC, and then they sold that as like the Dragonborn edition. And then since I had the Dragonborn edition, when like the special edition came out, uh, like we got a free upgrade to it, which other companies have done before. It's oh, it was very nice of them. But then like, oh well, now there's like a there's like an HD Ultra special one, and like that one's not included. So like every time I launch Skyrim on whatever platform I have it on, little thing on the main screen is like, oh, like click here for the upgrade. I'm like, oh, awesome! They're gonna give it to me, and it takes me to the store page. I'm like, guys, how much how much of my money do you need for all the copies of Skyrim that I own across nine platforms? You should just like so. email them a like an image of all the copies you've got already. Yeah, like, about the or six times. Well, like, like even you talk about like that special edition or whatever it was. Was that out like maybe like a year before like that tenth anniversary one came out with all this? Yeah. Like. Anniversary like that edition. Wasn't, that was, was like was yeah. what like a year between those yeah. two. Like, yeah, like the difference between Last of Us Remastered and Last of Us Part One, it feels like a very short amount of time. But then when you look at it, it's like no, it's five years. I mean, it's not a, it's not huge, but like it, it feels short. But that Skyrim one, like it was like still on the shelf. Like it, the news was warm, <laughs> <laughs> and there was an, and there was another one. So I love you guys. I love the game. Excited for Starfield when it comes out sometime this or next year, if you will ever tell us when it's happening. But yeah, um, every time they announce, uh, very similar to Street Fighter, whenever there's like, hey, we got a new version of Skyrim, I think it's like a collective eye roll in the community. Like, oh, what's it coming out on now? The Texas Instruments uh, calculator. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that, that's my pick. And now let's end it on a super positive note. I want to hear a few of your favorite uh, remakes and remasters. Um, so just keeping things in order so that no one gets confused. We'll stay with Chris. I want to hear just the best time you've had with remakes, as many as you want to okay. shout out. I'm going to start with um, our Mass Effect one that we all did together, right? Awesome. It didn't, it wasn't a monumental upgrade, but it looked great. They, they had fixed like the gameplay of the earlier games to kind of match, mm. so everything felt good again. Um, what, while not destroying what made the combat in one really right, great. Right, Jenkins still dies I, at the I forgot end. how much I love the gameplay in one. And as much as I like two and three, there's something so super great and charming about one that like I got to go back and re-experience. Yeah, yeah. No, we all we still R.I.P. Jenkins. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's alive. His eyes were open. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, but no, I had a lot of fun, I, and that one was good. I was happy yeah. about that one. I really wish they would have put yes. the multiplayer in. Every, a lot of people asked them for that, and they didn't. But it's okay, yeah. you know. We also didn't get the, you know, the the app that went with the second game either. It's all right, we'll right. survive. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then uh, the Demon Souls remake, I mean, mm. was really, really, really well done. Again, because they... They knew what to mess with and not what not to mess with. And really the only thing they did was like, we'll make this cosmetically beautiful. Um, and otherwise, you know, we're not going to touch it. So mm-hmm. I, I was 
ridiculously happy with what they pulled off with that one. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you can give me that kind of stuff all day long. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Resident Evil 2, man, they knocked one out of the park probably more than they ever even deserved to do. That was one of those ones where you're like, I think this is going to be pretty good. Because like, you remembered how the first Resident Evil remake was like, oh, that's pretty good. That was good too, yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like Resident Evil 2 way knocked it out of the park. Where you're like, okay, this mm-hmm. is way better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Like they threw everything in the kitchen sink in that one. Like I said, like you could use the PS1 models of your characters in the game if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, just stuff you didn't need. I- I want to. <laughs> right. Like, just, they didn't need to do any of that stuff. It was more like just like a love letter back to the fans to go, we know you love this thing. We've given it special care. We love it too. And, um, and you know, not as much with RE3. I think they kind of just, here's RE3 in the same vein. They I don't think they gave it the same love, but it was still good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, I don't know. I, I, maybe going back to the other question, I think maybe I don't know if I should be looking forward to this RE4 remake because I feel like we've already done mm. this a few times. But if it's the same path going, maybe I'm going to be happy with that one too. We'll see. But uh, yeah, those are a few that come off the top of my head. Made me very happy. Awesome. Can't argue with that. Yeah, Mass Effect was a... I don't want to say, it wasn't a pleasant surprise. It was just, I was really hoping it was as good as I remember. And I had a fantastic time going through them again. So it was awesome. All right, Kel, what do you got for us? Some of the, the favorite remake remaster experiences you can, uh, you can fire at us. Sure. So I, I just picked two, um, Shin Megami Tensei devil survivor overclocked on the three DS. Uh, I mentioned briefly mm-hmm. earlier, but it, they added voice acting to the game. The original didn't have voice acting. So they did like the whole... DS too. Yeah. So the original is on the DS. Mm. This is the 3DS version. It has a lot of text. Like it was not a simple, like we're just gonna, you know, throw in a couple of odd lines here. Like they voice acted the whole thing. Every oh, wow. character. Cause, Cause sometimes they will be like the first sentence they'll read something, but then not, so you're saying yeah. like all like, of the dialogue had the acting the whole on game it? takes place on like your it's like a tactics game so you're on your grid uh. and like every bad guy you talk to and npc like they all talk everybody like it was a huge mm. undertaking to add that to the game <laughs> uh they added a whole extra chapter at the end you've got this really cool like epilogue kind of chapter um new character in the game too uh, they really added a lot to it and really kind of made it like the definitive version. Um, and the other one that comes to mind that I love is on the Wii. They did those new play control games. You, you mentioned like Metro Prime Trilogy doing that kind of thing. Uh, the new play control Pikmin is so mm. good. And the first Pikmin is really good too. But you've got like you're using the C-stick to like move your uh, your target center around where you're going to toss your Pikmin. Doing it with the Wii remotes, like it's just perfect, and it works so good, mm. and it's so easy, and that's mm. all that really changes about the game. Like it still looks the yeah. same; nothing else is different. You can just like point your thing more efficiently, and it it makes a huge difference in the gameplay. It's super super fun, to the point where I I really want to pick up uh, Pikmin three um, on the Switch because I really like the Wii U one, and I'm kind of curious because I think they've added some new content to that. Uh, just the the switch in general has been like killing it for remakes because they've got like that one, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I need to pick up the Catherine remake because they added a whole mm-hmm. new character line to that, new endings. Mm-hmm. Link's Awakening had that cool remake. When are, uh, when are we getting the Devil's Third remake for Switch? <laughs> <laughs> they ported everything soon. else at this point. Yeah, they're running out of other things other than uh, NES oh, remix. Third, sorry, I, they keep I, I misunderstood. I miss. I misunderstood. You said Devil's Third. I was thinking the third birthday when, <laughs> when you said that. No, very different. I <laughs> know. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the Switch just has so many remakes that I still want to get because uh, they mm. look amazing. Captain Toad, like everything from the Wii U they've been porting over just looks really cool. And that's the thing too. Like it's again, like it's like kind of like the meme, the joke with Nintendo. Like a like a, a new thing comes up and it's like, oh, I wonder what games they're gonna sell us again. But like. There's so many good things that will do well. It's like it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like you mentioned uh, uh, Pikmin uh, New Play Control, but then in this latest Nintendo Direct, uh, like that's one of the coolest things. Pikmin is, 4 uh, looks is, awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So I'm very happy. Well, not very happy. I'm just happy we don't have any uh, uh, overlap here. Um, I thought there was a chance Kelsey might mention this one, but... What did I forget? I... I I, I slid in there, so I'm going to mention, I've, I've talked about it before, one of my favorite all-time uh, remakes of a game, Metroid Zero Mission. I was thinking about it today. Yeah, I'm glad oh you brought it up. Oh my god, so good. I, I love it so much. We've talked about it before. One of the things that is, I, I don't want to say frustrating, but one of the things that can be frustrating in Metroid Prime any metroidvania game is knowing where to go next and some of the modern games and that's and you have to balance it because part of playing that game is exploration and figuring it out so they, they don't want to hold your hand completely but at the same time you don't want to be so frustrated and bored that you're like i'm going to stop playing this or i'm going to go look it up online that's not as fun so metroid prime does this thing and it doesn't show you what the timer is and you can't ask you for said a hint. prime you mean zero mission though no, I'm talking about Prime. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll get to Zero Mission. Okay. So in Prime, when you, uh, there's like a certain amount of time will go by, and then like you'll get like a message, and it'll be like, bloop, 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 bloop. and then you go to the map, and it's like, yo, we've like detected seismic rumblings over here. <laughs> and like, it's just a, like, oh, let me look over here now. So you can't ever go in and say, give me a hint. You just kind of have to wait for like the rumblings to happen. Um, so, uh, I thought that was a cool way of kind of um, walking that line between not completely holding your hand, but not also completely letting you go. So to get to zero mission, what I really loved about zero mission is it was it it did hand holding in a way that didn't feel like bad or like overstepping. It felt like it was trying to make you a better speedrunner. Because, like, every time you got to the next objective, it's like, good job, bud. Like, this is where you're going next. And while I thought that that would kind of take away from, like, the Metroidvania aspect of it, I was like, well, I've I've played this game before. Like, you know, it's it's I've, I know, you know, like, where I should be going next. And to kind of add on to that, there's an entire segment of the game that's new to the game that's uh, completely was not in the original but fits in the story, fits in... And uh, just the fact, so we talked about uh, straight up remakes uh, can be great remakes where they can add something of value. So being able to add the movement uh, abilities uh, from super uh, that were so good, these crazy super jumps, these, you know, like 
uh, feats where you can start on one side of the map and do like a super run jump slide combo where you'd have to like you know go for like a couple of minutes and then you just miss it and you're like okay I can do this and then you get back and try it again uh, there's just so much cool stuff about Metroid Zero Mission. I'm so happy that uh, they did uh, such a great job with it. I don't know if uh, there's the- a game where I feel like the the maybe Resident Evil 2 remake. I, I can't think of another example where the remake is so much better. I feel like there's no reason for the original to exist anymore. Like I, yeah. I would never tell anybody to try NES Metroid ever in my nope. life. Just play Zero nope. Mission and you will have... A better time you will understand yep. what they were trying to do like no reason yeah. to play the nes one and, and honestly i love my time with the original i love my memories of it i i you know just thinking about the the title screen right now and the music and how like haunting and isolating the feelings uh, of playing that game are i have so much i, I value those memories uh, so 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 much and I wouldn't trade him for anything. But like you said, I would never tell another human being, you have to go back and play Metroid on the NES. So it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you there. I was talking with a guy at a Retro World about this. Like, I bought, like, a Metroid pin. He had, like, a Chozo pin that I bought, and we were just talking Metroid. And I was like, I don't know if I played another game when I was younger that was like that where, like, I if the TV if the volume on the TV was on too loud the title screen would scare me if it was like early in the morning it's dark I don't wake anybody up and you turn it on it's like this weird dissonant chord like Bam! it's like okay okay I'm sorry <laughs> like, I, won't, I won't do it again so I had to like turn the TV on turn the volume all the way down and then turn it on and then in the Brinstar area it's happy it's you know it's upbeat dun, 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 dun. Oh, everything feels good but then you would get to parts of that game where the music would just like make me feel uncomfortable, and I it, that was like my earliest memory of like I don't feel Cra- Crades don't feel like, area feel good. like the music when you get yeah. in the Crades area was right. It's like heavy. Oh, it was like this. Heavy. It was like this weird, yeah. this weird like mix of like cathedral, and but like oh, it's yeah, so so good and really I I don't. I don't. I can't tell you how impactful and how important that experience of that game was to me, but I hadn't thought about it till now. I would never tell someone to go play it. <laughs> I don't think they'd have a good time. So, uh, so yeah. And then the other the other two that I had are ones we've already mentioned. Um, and this one was a was a runner up for uh, has been remade too many times. Uh, the Kingdom Hearts games. Um, that that was the joke before Kingdom Hearts three came out. Is there's been more, not not just like like versions of Kingdom Hearts like one and two. Uh, there's been more remakes of like HD remakes of Kingdom Hearts one and two than there have been uh, you know like Kingdom Hearts three uh, like trailers released at this point. So um, but yeah, they they've in the end they came around. They released Kingdom Hearts three, which is great. There's been you know HD remakes, HD remakes one and two. 2.5, 2.8, 2.9 prologue. Like there are just so many that you know, chain of memories, rechain of memories. It's it's really ridiculous. So, it's slowed down because everything's you know kind of out there. But uh, I loved that first um, Kingdom Hearts HD collection. It was like one and two HD uh, on the PS3. I think it was. I really really loved, and the trilogy um, HD remix trilogy is probably great, but. I, I haven't picked it up. I, I have just, you know, the ones that I want. 
Um, and uh, already mentioned a Metroid Prime trilogy, but I had it on the list there. And yeah, uh, looking forward to playing Final Fantasy VII Remake eventually. I know we also have the is it what is it Crisis Core Remake coming so, up yeah. at some point. I think it's already out, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's the one that just came out December, and then it's um, there's another. That was the little one, and there's there's another big one coming out. I think this year that was like the in between one. I, I got to remember look up what it was yeah, called. I played Crisis but, uh, Core on the PSP. That was a weird game. Because it had like this, like slot machine kind of thing going on with the comic. <laughs> it was a weird game. I don't know what the remake is like. Yeah, I'm just checking real quick to make sure I wasn't like misremembering. It's also really hard to like look up news on whatever the new Final Fantasy remake is because the old one was called Final Fantasy VII Remake, a uh, re- rebirth. That's the one I was trying to remember the name of so there was crisis core remake and then was it rebirth or was rebirth the one that came out last I year i can't keep track of the names so confusing I, right no so Be, final fantasy 7 is where final fantasy start to trickle away from me and then they I, the yeah, farther they go saying, the yeah. more i'm just like i don't know what the heck that is anymore yeah <laughs> it's not final fantasy yeah. to me anymore i don't know what that is so yeah, I'm. I'm very much hoping that 16 strikes a chord. I'm. Um, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt right now. I'm gonna I know wait for you guys to tell your... me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't you can yeah, we you will. can tell me if it's safe to wade <laughs> back into the pool or not. <laughs> gotcha. Very cool. All right. Well, that's all I had in the uh, uh, the show notes here. So I uh, want to thank you guys as always for joining me and staying up late to talk about games and to. Uh, to hang out it's always a, a load of fun um does anyone have anything they want to add am i forgetting anything just thanks again to our patrons really appreciate it appreciate all the chat that we have over there on discord and you know if you want to join the club patreon.com slash collector cast throw us a buck come chit chat we kind of nice nice quiet group over there uh we're not going to overload your discord so Yeah, because there are some discords, and I'm looking at you, Wario64. Oh, gosh, I drew yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just cannot keep up with, like, I have to, I have to, I'll, I'll come to you when I have a question. <laughs> I can't be following every notification. No, there are certain discords, I don't understand how anyone makes any sense of them whatsoever. Um, so. Yeah. And then you look through all the channels, and there's people who are, like, nine hours a day and like i'm like okay hey if, if that's if you love it great but we are a very very chill just hey what's going on today uh, <laughs> yeah you know, there's no fire hose board, to drink so. drink from and that's the way i like it <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with that yeah yeah i don't need another job i have several and uh look for the upcoming kickstarter for kelsey's book once we have some uh, information we're gonna share it with you and Hopefully oh, soon. I want to mention too, kind of a sister RF Generation podcast, uh, the Shoot the Core Cast guys, uh, in March are doing Gradius 2 as the game of the month. Mm. So um, some classic gaming, if you want to get in, there's the Famicom release, there's the PC Engine release. Um, Kelsey, you could even burn a copy if you wanted to and play it on your TurboGrafx-16 uh, if you wanted to join in, but... I get excited when some of those classic shooters come back. It gives me something to play. 
I have not played that one, so maybe I'll throw the ROM on the Steam Deck and get through the first level, and then that's that's as far as I can go. <laughs> that's all right. Does the Konami code work? Um, I don't remember. Probably. Uh, um, uh. No, I, I'm not that great at those games either. I just want to play them. I'll, I'll get through <laughs> a level or two, and I'll post my score, and people will beat the tar out of me. Yep. I'm fine with that. Yep. I, I'm a very like I I have great memories of Life Force, and I don't remember if I was used to be better at it or if people I played with carried me. But I can't consistently make it through the first level anymore. I just try to get my upgrade path and you know like do better than I did the last time I played. But it's a lot like Street Fighter. I'm not great at it. I just like playing it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so thanks again for joining. Thank you out there for listening, and uh, hopefully we will see you soon. I am the loudest.